Coming up on episode 23 of Nosebleed Seats, the Maymac World Tour is underway. We have an audio feast from day one at Staples Center between Connor and Floyd, sprinkled in throughout the show and share our thoughts. The NFL season is just around the corner, and as always, we can't get enough pigskin talk with our NFL roundup. We talk the MLB All-Star Game, get weird with Wolchuk, and are joined by our friend of the show and comedian, Tony Casillas, to talk some entertainment. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Nosebleed Seats. some nosebleed seats to show everyone can afford to listen to. I'm your host, Zach Wolchuk, alongside Eric Chiafalo and producer Bab. It is episode number 23. Oh, man, and I've been struggling because I always love to shout out just a former professional athlete of yeah, the number episode. Yeah, I was waiting. And it's 23, and I'm struggling here. I'm like, 23? Are you? What? How are you like, struggling? Has any... Like I can't think of I no, just can't there think hasn't of a, been any good ones. No, none that that's you can what's think been of. killing me. I was like, that's a Lindel. Okay, honestly, Bab, that's actually pretty good. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Good call. Are you being facetious right now? No. You're so confused. Yes, dude. Gosh dang it. There's only the one and only MJ. Michael Jordan. Listen, I thought he was number 45. Okay, so that's on me. He did come back and wear. Was it 45? It was 45. Yes. <laughs> what about LeBron? I thought he was number Gore. Frank Gore is 23 now with the Colts, right? I do, yeah, he is now. Yeah, Frank Gore was actually probably what I should have gone with. Because he's a Miami guy. I'm a yeah, Miami he guy. Is. He's a Kane. I should have done that. Frank Gore would have been good. All right, so shout out to Frank Gore, episode 23. Dwayne Love Goodrich. You, buddy. Dwayne Goodrich. Oh, uh, good. Player of the Cowboys. He was a third-round draft pick from Tennessee. I think he actually might still be in jail for manslaughter. All right, so I guess I was wrong. There are plenty of good 23s out there. There's, well, I would, yeah. There's some good ones and some bad ones. Uh, Patrick Sertan. He's solid. Yeah. He's another Miami guy. Yeah, I'm pulling that one out of my tushy. I like that. Look at you making a play over there for me. What can I say? I'm always looking out for you, brother, in your Miami Heat shirt and all. I'm repping my Justice League tee. Yeah, you are. You're looking good, too. The nips are popping, baby. Are they alive and popping? Yes, they are. Are they nope. humming? And, and, yep, you got no <laughs> pants on, so you're doing it big of today, course. man. You got, oh, you want the white briefs? I want the white briefs. Hanes? Yes. That's bold to go How white. How about Oliver Ekman Larson? Sounds familiar. Oliver Ekman Larson? Yes. Is that a who? Swedish? Uh, sure. Something like that. I don't know. Hey, so we obviously got a new so intro. So you guys don't I'm, care. How'd you guys feel about that new intro, by the way? I think that, that just felt better to me. Did it feel good to you? I think it felt pretty good. Felt pretty sexy. Felt I'm pretty like, smooth. I'll have to go back and listen sexy. to it. But I like this this beat underneath for sure. Yeah, it's definitely good. Shout out to Swiss Beats. The beat's good. Uh, I like just kind of rolling, you know, because I hate having to do the tease right after. So we get the tease out of the way, and then we can just kind of get right into Let's things. Let's just, just talk, enjoy the safe space. Man, I'm, I'm trying to get deep quick. Why, why wait around when we can just go in for the real thing? Just jump right into the sheets. And pound away. Well, there's been a lot of things to go on. I mean, we got a lot of pounding to do. We got to pound through this Mayweather and McGregor stuff. My goodness, I don't even know what to do with myself. You it had was just... what's it like having a 24-hour chub like you've had since oh, yesterday, guys? I mean, literally, it has been insane. When when I first saw these two come out yesterday, day one, the first press conference for Mayweather and McGregor at the Staples Center in L.A., and it was weird because none of these get started on time. So I like made, I worked an overnight. I made sure I, I set an alarm. I'm going to get up. I'm going to have a shower. I'm going to get a nice cup of coffee. I'm going to be ready to go for this press conference. It starts like an hour later than it's supposed to. I think the same thing just happened today as we record on a Tuesday night. As we speak, 
They're having day two in Toronto in Canada right now. So it, it was just an overload, and I kind of wanted to wait and say, man, maybe there's some good stuff that they say. I bet Connor is much better today than he was yesterday, which we'll get into. Well, practice makes perfect. For sure, and this is a completely different environment for him. I mean, they, they do these things differently than the UFC does. I mean, the UFC just has Dana open up, and then boom, let's hear from the fighters. Boxing's got to have Joe Schmo, Schmo Low, Figgity Fugity all come up and talk, and then finally we get to the uh, the guys that we want to hear from, Floyd and Connor. It's going to be better. This stuff right here, this audio that we have, is going to be better than the actual fight itself. I'm calling it now. I don't disagree with you, man. I think that's why this has been so exciting because you've got two guys, big personalities, the best in their sports, the best really right now in athletics at selling their brand and this fight. So let's just start right away. We're just going to spitfire audio. Yeah, because I haven't even heard really any of this you stuff. Didn't. I didn't hear much you of the audio. You stayed away. Yeah, I stayed away. Exactly. Well, you know, I just I watched it live, and then I watched it again all last night, just digging, trying to find cuts here and there. You fell asleep to it, right? Like, you had it playing all night. It was like your, was like your night song. I woke up. I was thinking about it. I mean, it's just been in my mind 24-7. I'm just absolutely in love with this fight. I am. I can't wait. And to me, it's like, whatever. If the fight, when it comes, it comes it's just going to be great line by you. Just seeing them together on stage, seeing them together in the ring with the gloves on. It's just nostalgia, baby. And I'm ready for it. So bad rapid fire. I'm not even going to cue these up. Cuts 02 through 10 that I sent you in that attachment. Let's just cheer Connor Floyd, baby. Go for when it. When it comes, it comes. He's in a f- tracksuit. He can't even afford a shoe anymore. <laughs> I love it already. The Rose is at 2012 outside. He is f- there's no other way about it. His little legs, his little core, his little head. I'm going to knock him out inside four rounds. Mark my words. I'm a young, confident, happy man that has worked extremely hard for this. I have worked very, very hard for this. So I am just up here embracing everything. Nobody's going to do nothing. Nobody can do nothing up here to me. I can do what the f- I want up here. He will be unconscious inside four rounds. The movement, the power... The ferociousness, Woo, he's man. not experienced this. God, I love he's fought you. people who have shied away from him. I don't fear him. I don't fear this limited set of rules that makes this half a fight, a quarter of a fight. This isn't a true fight. If this was a true fight, it wouldn't even take one round. Floyd has a problem, but doesn't want to come over and deal with it. He wants me to come over his side. That's no problem, I'll do that. That's confidence. I got to thank Dana White. Because it takes two warriors to bring an event like this together. It, it, and the two biggest names in combat sports did this. So I didn't do this by myself. This man played a major part in this fight. But August 26th, that's your ass. Hey. That's your ass. Yeah, we knew I was the A side. That's why I say Mayweather first. We knew I was the A-side. That's why this b- had to come to the boxing ring. Yeah. Hey, he looked good for a seven-figure fighter. He looked good for an eight-figure fighter. But mother I'm a nine-figure fighter. I'm an old man. I'm not even the same man I was 20 years ago. I'm not the same fighter I was 10 years ago. I'm not the same fighter I was five years ago. I'm not the same fighter I was two years ago. But I got enough to beat you. And we know, we know Mr. Tapout like to quit. 
And you will wave that white flag because you can choose which way you want to go. You, I'm, and I, I'm guaranteeing you this. You're going out on your face or you're going out on your back. Now, which way you want to go? Which way you want to go? That's right. Sit quiet, you little Please. Please. And they cut <laughs> Connor's mic. Well, for those of you that can't see us right now, Walchick's hands, whitey tighties, have just ended up on the lampshade in here. So this guy, I mean, my gosh, Walchick has never, and he takes everything so personal. Every time Floyd gets to the mic and starts calling out Connor, you would think he's calling out Walchick personally. Like, you could just see the look in his eye. He's getting mad. He's like, no, no, he's he's fist pumping. It's like, Walchick, you are balls deep in this stuff, man. I I love it. Put your freaking underwear back on. Fully fisted it in. Was that? Yeah! Such good way to go, Bab. Gosh, that was just an all time moment for you. You've ever damn had, Bab. I love it. Gosh, that was good. But shut your mouth, Floyd. You want to talk to my guy? You want to talk to my horse and say, oh, he's a quitter? Your Mr. Tap out? Are you kidding me? You step foot in the octagon. And that's the thing that pissed me off in this. Floyd Mayweather wants to come with this jibber jabber baloney that he would be totally cool stepping into Connor's ring in the octagon with four ounce gloves on. No, you wouldn't. Please, please, Floyd, let's see that happen. Your ass would get eaten like a little freaking deer by a ferocious lion that is Conor McGregor in the octagon within 30 seconds. Within 30 freaking seconds. And that might be generous, my friends. That might be generous. I'm so glad that Conor called him out for wearing a jumpsuit while Conor's wearing, what is he wearing, like an Armani suit that says F.U. down every stitch, like pinstripes well, in no, F.U.? no, no, don't disrespect the Conor McGregor brand. My this apologies. is not Armani, Eric. Okay, what is it? Chi, we, we got to get on this, too. It's we, a Gucci we, suit? Is he rocking might, a Gucci suit? No, 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 he's working his own line, bro. McGregor suits? How many do you got? Zero. No, because they're out of my price range. Of course they are. You're not a big baller. It wasn't on that Amazon Prime sale. I wasn't interested. Oh, and I heard that Amazon Prime sale was actually not that great. Just for hey, man, I got a nice Bluetooth speaker out of that. For how much? 20 bucks. It was valued at 90 Oh, okay. That's not a bad deal. Bab, do we have... I had it marked on cut 16 on the run sheet I gave you. It's Connor actually talking about his suit, and he can clarify for us exactly uh, what it was. And... What, what was it exactly? Did he just say he is bleeped at one point? I I, I heard that. I just, just heard, like, it bleeped it out a little bit. Did he, he say he is F? Oh, there it is. Okay. Straight up. Wow. I, gosh, the guy is poetic. All right, go ahead, Bab. Yeah, it's, it's a pinstripe suit from a distance. From a distance. And then you get up real close to your glasses on your top, and it just says, fuck you on the street. So it's just, it's just, a, it's just a beautiful suit. They were all just the McGregor line. Um, fashion is something I'm very, very interested in. Fashion and fighting is very similar. It's all about attention to detail. Wow, Small did not details know that. is everything. Um, so it's something it's of mine. Very it's a, similar. It's just a beautiful suit. It's all about the attention to detail. The fact that when he said it on stage, he's like, yeah, you zoom in on the pinstripes, it says, fuck you. But when you actually do, it really does. No, it really does. It really did say, fuck you. On the and he, because from a distance, it really does. Like even just like ten feet away, you're looking at him, and it just literally looks like he's wearing a suit with pinstripes. And then as you get up close to it, you realize each pinstripe just says "f u f u f u f u f u" all the way up and down. It's stitched probably over five hundred times on this thing. It's, he it's is fucked. Oh yeah, he is. So they get out, and poor Connor. This is his Jeez. first time 
doing this. And and Floyd would go on to say in his press conference, like, oh, man, I've done this. This is another day for me. And for Conor, he's loving it. He's enjoying every minute of this. But this is different to how the UFC puts on their press conferences and their promotions. So Conor's got to get used to it. He's out there on the stage for about 10 minutes, dancing around, waiting for Floyd to come out. Finally, Floyd comes out. The two of them have a nice little stare down. Then they get on their sides. Connor doesn't even know if you if you go ahead and watch Dana White has actually put out a vlog series of uh, the behind the scenes kind of stuff. Him and Connor talking. You can see them talking on stage. And Connor looks over at Dana and says, "Do I need to have a speech ready or something?" And Dana was like, "Yeah, this is boxing. This is different." So I think that Connor was a little set up a little bit. People afterwards were talking about Floyd may have won this day, but I think moving forward now. All Connor needed was just a taste. Okay, this is how it goes. Moving forward, especially right now as we speak, we'll go back and watch what happened to Toronto. I bet Floyd's using that same old crap material. You quit. You tapped out. It's a completely different sport. You know nothing about jujitsu. Here it is. Here it comes. Here it comes. You want want to talk shit about that, my friend. Why don't you come into the octagon? Keep it going. And we can see what will happen. But instead, like Connor said, I'm coming into your arena Mm. because you had all these rules and you had all these stipulations. You wanted to fight. Oh, he can say, it's the rules. If you fight 154 or higher, it's 10-ounce gloves. Anything below that is eight. We can do eight. We can do four. Bitch, please. We can do four. Let's do four. Let's let Conor McGregor's big hand, which is bigger, double the size than your tiny little head. His big hand. Let's let it get on there with four-ounce gloves. And I bet all he needs is that. And people are like, oh, well, what the counter to this is he won't be able to touch him. Precision beats timing, and timing beats speed. Yeah! No, Floyd, fuck you. Listen, Walchick, I think this is some good foreshadowing as you talk about how McGregor was maybe a little out of his element for the first boxing press conference. How do you think he's going to feel out of his element the first time he steps in the boxing ring? Don't you think maybe if the very next day he had a do-over like he's got for the press conference today, he'd probably fare a little bit better? But he's going to probably feel the exact same way, only worse, when he steps in that boxing ring, and it's just a little bit different than what he's used to. It's interesting that it already happened in the press conference, and he's almost more comfortable in press conferences. That's where he's almost more comfortable than even fighting is, I wouldn't in, say is that. in these press conferences I, I, I where say McGregor's that. just, oh, he is no, phenomenal no, no. in these no, things. He no, owns those, No, he is. Dude. He's the best. And, and even he was out of his element with yesterday. That. But so when, when you're a champion, ring. when you're a champion, a combat sports champion, I'm not going to say that you're more comfortable than your craft. Tell that to this audio. Tell that to the suit. Tell that to I don't the, know about that. Tell that to the McGregor suit that says I don't know about you. that. Oh, jeez, man. I don't know about that. He is fucked. Look that's, at that. That is confidence that's as if confidence, I've ever seen baby. it before. That's confidence because he knows when he steps in there, it's just going to be him and Floyd, and he's got nowhere to run, baby. Roll down tide. Let's go ahead after the press conference, Connor. Uh, talk to Ariel Hawani, who I want to bring up. You know Ariel, right? Listen, he, every you time you with said it, was, work? it wasn't until today that I knew – Ariel Helwani was referenced. Helwani. Helwani. I didn't know that that name was for a man until today. I thought this was oh. a female. Like, I honestly thought this was one of the, the ring girls that walks around in her bathing suits and, like, shows up a number. Every time I heard you say Ariel Helwani, I think it's one of these UFC chicks that, like, does some stuff. I don't wow. know. Yeah. Um, so what is this guy? He's, we're going to need to mark this, Bab. I was trying to get Ariel on. And I don't think that he is um, wow. going to be interested anymore. Was that disrespectful? 
if I were him and I listened to somebody say that, I, you know, and, Ariel, and Ariel, like I'm thinking Ariel Little is, Mermaid. I'm thinking I get it, but girl he's, walking he's in Israeli. The... I, I believe I think he's from an Israeli Listen, background. No disrespect, and that's not that is somewhat of a common name. No, for a man I, as well as a girl. Well, there must um, be a girl that's a ring girl for UFC that has a similar name. Okay, no. 1-800-KILL-YOURSELF. Yeah, that's what you should do. I um, know I, I should. I think Ariel Hawani, if I can give you Hel-wani? just a brief synopsis. Hawani. Hawani. Okay, Ariel Hawani. And what does he do? What is he? He hosts a podcast called The MMA Hour, which is very good. And he's one of the first big-time uh, MMA beat writers and reporters. Gotcha. But what happened is recently, I think, uh, within the last two years, really year or so, year and a half, him and the UFC had a bit of a falling out. He uh, got his credentials stripped. I think since then they've been given back to him. But him and Dana White had a falling out. I don't know if, from my perspective, it seems like the UFC feels that, Dana, that Ariel Helwani is always trying to sneak the story and get it out there before the UFC is ready for it to be released. But at the same time, as a good investigative journalist, his job. that's your freaking job. Exactly. Which is why I, I would hate to be that. Like, I do not envy the, the guys who have to be the first to get the information. Oh, I got to get this and I got to send it out. I don't even know if it's fully right, but let me get it out. I got to be first. Gosh, that would suck. Exactly. It's so competitive and everybody's just looking for that source. That, and so Ariel is, in my opinion, the Adam Schefter, the best in the business in terms of UFC reporting. Okay, so he's a lunch pail guy. I think he's a stud. Yes, I'm a big fan of his work. The UFC doesn't like him, whatever. I think they're stupid for having that perspective. Then again, I've never had coffee with Dana. I don't know their story with Sean Shelby and Eric. I, I don't know personally either party. There's more to it, I'm sure, behind the scenes. But from an outsider's perspective, if I'm the UFC, I'm embracing Ariel Hawani. He's the best at reporting on your sport. He's extremely knowledgeable. High motor. It seems like... Fighters enjoy him. Connor enjoys him. His coach goes on his podcast. They talk. They don't do a lot of appearances with people, but they do with Ariel. So somehow he's good enough to un- get that trust and get them to speak to him, which is what you want to do. And you want that accessibility for your fighters. For the UFC, I, I don't understand why they don't like him, but he was going to, he still has ended up getting inside all these tours and press conferences, but he was going to report on it, I think, for the UFC maybe. And they told him, nope, sorry, we're not, because there's just bitter stuff there. But he caught up with Connor backstage after the press conference. This will be cut a, cut eleven, Bab. And Connor told us because when they get face to face like that, there's no mics on them, so we don't know what Connor and Floyd were saying to one another. Just a one bunch another. of bleep you, bleep this, you exactly. Quit. I'm going to eat your face. So that's the first thing Ariel asked. Of course, that's what everyone wants to know. So cut eleven, Bab. What exactly was Floyd saying to Connor on stage? He was trying to say something about the gloves. I was like, you cried about the gloves. You cried about the ounces in the gloves. Then he tried to say something about UFC next or MMA next will do. I was like, talking shit that you won't do. But other than that, it was just back and forth. The usual shite. Usual shite. Usual shite. He went on to talk about what we just did, the press conference. His first one, was he out of his element? Was he confident in his performance? What did he think moving forward? Cut 12. Well, I didn't get told nothing. I didn't know speeches, didn't know nothing. It's a completely different format, so look, whatever. I rolled up. I, everyone had, I was like, before Dana went, you got a speech? He goes, yeah, I got a speech. I said, got no fucking speech, but whatever. I just rolled up and started talking shy. So whatever. I had fun. That's, that's the main thing, right? So, Did they cut your mic? They cut me mic as well. Yeah, whatever. I don't get, they can do what they want, but they ain't keeping me from him in the ring, and that's it. August 26th, they can do nothing to stop me. Mm. Gosh, man, that's going to be... Hmm. I'm feeling good. So they cut his mic. He clearly was put in a position where he didn't really know what the hell was going on, and I'm sure he is going to own Floyd moving forward throughout I think we could probably play that, pressure. that cut. We could probably play after the fight, and that's going to sum up the fight. You think just, so? Just the first 
15 seconds where he says, I was just out of my element, uh, Look, this, that, and the third, Chief, boom. You Cut know right I'm a there. big Connor guy. Done. And I'm, I'm picking Connor. I'm rolling with him. I'm falling on the sword with this guy. I love him. He's my unicorn like Dana White said he's his unicorn. Yeah, and you're riding the I hell out of I do think that, that is a good point, though. Uh, it will be unfamiliar. You're not walking into the Octeon cage and getting the door shut behind you. You're walking through the ropes. You don't have four-ounce gloves on and just tight briefs with no shoes. And you're wearing sneaks. You can't you're wearing the guy in the shorts. You can, and, and we've got some funny audio that we'll play later on in the show when Tony Casillas joins us because I think he'll get a kick out of it too. But Floyd Sr., uh, Floyd's dad, actually crashed Connor's press conference party, and they went back and forth a little bit. And Connor told him exactly what will happen little, if he feels disrespected. Little father son guy is down. Yeah. Good. Because if this was a real fight, Floyd would get murked in a hurry. I love that Floyd has his dad there kind of like jawing back and forth with McGregor. And it's, I can't really even like tell dad, who's who. Can you? I'm not sure which one's junior, which one's senior. I'm going to go have a bleep talking match with McGregor. Dad, do you mind? <laughs> Let's just tag team this thing together. because Wait, what? Just a good old-fashioned tag team. Oh. Father, son. What? You know. Do you have a, is this leading anywhere? Do you have a story about this? No, I don't have a story about breaking this. Breaking news? No, no breaking news, unfortunately. Okay. Just, uh, I got mean, perked up a little bit. Well, you got Floyd Sr. and you got Floyd Jr. Just teaming up to talk crap to McGregor. I just think it's great. I think it's a family affair, and I'm a family-oriented guy. You are. That is the Italian in you. So July 11th was yesterday. That's the Staples Center. That was day one. Today, they're in uh, Toronto, Canada. And then the 13th, they will be in Brooklyn. And the 14th, they're going to London, England. So by next week, all this press conference rubbish will be behind us. We'll pick out and choose the best audio. And we'll we'll get back to Connor and Floyd uh, relatively frequently throughout the show because we've still got just so much more uh, going into it. I've got some, some audio from Brendan Schaub from the Fighter and the Kid podcast, former UFC heavyweight Dana White. Shared his thoughts on what's going on. Actually, Dana, we might as well play cut one from Dana Bab here. He gave his thoughts on the numbers because they've talked about as soon as these tickets just for the press conference went on sale, they sold out. London sold out within 10 minutes. So the big question now is, will this beat the Pacquiao numbers? Dana shared his thoughts. I think this is a bigger fight um, globally. Uh, I think that you know if you look at how massive Connor is in Europe and Australia and uh Brazil and different parts of the world, Canada. Um, I think globally, this is a much bigger fight. Do you have an estimation? You think it, it might break five million pay-per-view buys? Or Vegas has four point nine million as the over/under, so three hundred thousand more than the Pacquiao one. Yeah, um, we're pretty, we're pretty, uh, we're pretty confident that this is the biggest fight ever. Which kind of leads me to the question, though: If you're Conor McGregor and Conor's already said he would fight in December. That's what the reports are that he told Dana White. He'll come back and fight in the UFC in December after this fight, no matter what happens. But if you're Conor McGregor and you make that kind of money, I don't know. I mean, what if you win? What if, what if he does win? And I know I'm picking him to win, but do I believe that in my heart of hearts? I'm not going to be shocked whatsoever if this goes 12 rounds and Mayweather gets him in a decision. Because like you've talked about, Conor is out of his element. That's the most probable I just believe thing in that's going to happen. Him. I know you do. Visualize within four rounds. Oh, I can see it now. They're going to come out. Ding, ding. They're sizing each other up. They're going to be talking a lot of shit. Yeah. I'm oh, sure yeah. Connor's going to be switching his stances in there. Yeah. Trying to get Floyd all confused. Floyd's probably going to laugh at him a little bit. You'll probably see Connor swing and miss. I'm sure Floyd will get him. Floyd will start to get a little confident. He'll come in with a hit. He might even knock Connor once. It's going to take one hit 
from Floyd to Connor, and he's going to realize, wow, this kid can't knock me out. Connor's going to ensue the pressure, and somewhere within those four rounds, there's just going to be a counter from Floyd, the counter from Connor. Boom, he's going to ding him. Knockout. Money. Bring me the money. I get money. Money. And then Mo it's just straight foggy, dude. And then is it just money. foggy, dude, for the rest foggy of your life? All night long, like, every day. I'm going to watch. That's your life swinging. music. Mm. That's your that's your life playlist right yes, here. Yeah, here is. it is. As soon as McGregor gets that, so what, you're calling it first four rounds. You agree with McGregor or McGregor? It's gonna be four rounds. I think if we were to out? go back in the archives a couple shows ago, I predicted a third or fourth round KO. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. You, you guys really are just connected spiritually, we're connected physically, spiritually. emotionally. And I've obviously really been working on the visualization sexually. tactics, man. That he, I think that stuff works. I really do. I'm a believer in it. I'm a believer. Good. I came into the University of North Texas. And what did I wanted to do? What, what, what did I want to do? You came to school to believe. I came to school to call high school football games. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. And that's what I did. I got on the Dead Nights the Game of the Week. I was you, the color commentator for two years. Because you believe. Did a couple play-by-play -play games because I believed. I visualized the baby. And you're a freaking lunch pail guy. I'm a lunch pail guy. Hard work, dedication. Fuck off, Floyd Money Team. I know that I just quoted you, but I don't care. It's a good quote. What did I do? I graduated. You visualize. Hey. Can I get that diploma? I want it. Give it to me. I got it. Who cares if it took seven or eight years? I wanted to get a job at 105.3 The Fan. Top five radio market in DFW. And my favorite station. Visualize. Achieve. I'm there. Granted, it's part-time. Yeah. I want to get Nosebleed Seats podcast on the map. Visualize and achieve. We're on episode 23. We're getting better and better. And we just got picked up by who? WBLZ. WBLZ. Shout out to them, by the way. Yeah. Shout out. Thank you. ever want to listen to us uh, from 11 to 1, I mean... I guess if you can't listen to us on our usual uh, Apple Muse or Apple Podcast and Blog Talk Radio, you can go to WBLZ.com, WBLZ Radio, and uh, you can listen to us there, 11 to 1, 11 a.m., I think Eastern Time, and that's going to be every Wednesday because we record Tuesday night. So that's that's the play. That's the move. WBLZ. We visualize, we achieve, and that's we what McGregor's going to do. Man, this has just became so motivational right now. I'm so hyped. Visualize thank you. and achieve. Freaking We're going to get that money. You. We're taking it to the top of the podcast universe, baby. Up in the Maybe piece. I'm going to be a believer. Today, tomorrow, I love being a believer. I love believing in myself, in you, in Bab, all of us together. We're making magic, baby, and I believe in you, Connor. Within the first four rounds, you will drop... Floyd, money, Mayweather, 49 and 1. Visualize and achieve. That's my dream. And I believe in our Nosebleed Seats listeners, too. Like, I just believe in and them. And I believe in every single one of you. I know. That's what's so Whatever cool. Whatever the hell you want to do, guys, you can do it. And if you need me to call you, morning, wake you up, visualize FaceTime. 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 Snapchat, sexy time, what whatever. Hit us up on the social medias, baby. Nosebleedseatsradio.com. All of our stuff is there. Because we love you. We love what you're doing. It's all there. Hit us up on the website. Even you, that bank robber that listens to us, we respect you. We, we love shared you. your story. We believe. We love and visualize and achieve. What about Reverse Blumpkin Girl? Reverse Blumpkin Girl. More we than got anyone. We had a good laugh. Yeah, had a laugh. If I've ever believed in anyone, it's her. It's you. No shame. You got in, you did your thing, you got out, baby girl. We are believing you, and thank you for listening to us. Hell yeah. Let's just believe together. Fuh. We are a family, baby. Fuh for family. Fuh for family. Let's talk some. You want to talk some ball? The ESPYs are actually getting Peyton Manning out there. Him and his forehead? We'll have, he uh, is fucked. Oh, no, no, not Peyton. Is he really? No, I, I think I he might be. He is? I heard that was happening uh, at the after party, SB after party. Peyton gets, uh, what was that again? He is fucked. That's right. Is that what happens? Oh, McGregor believes. Hey, Patrick. all you got to oh, do is she's believe. she's looking beautiful. You know, I've met Danica. You met Danica Patrick? I did. When I was interning at another uh, sports radio station here. Yeah!
we actually had an intern Halloween costume contest. Oh my god. And gosh. she picked the winner. And what were you? Did you win? I dressed what did you up dress as up a as? Pac-Man. Oh, nice, dude. That's a good look. And she said she loved it, but Mr. I, or Mrs. I was a Mr. Pac-Man, but she said yeah. that I should have had like one of those uh like black naked suits underneath yes, where naked. like just stuck out. I as get the why she wanted to see you naked, of course. That so would have won. This other guy, ironically enough, I'm the Jewish one, but this other dude dressed up like a rabbi and he freaking won the contest. <laughs> He just shoved it in your face. He said, I out-Jewed you, he did. you Jew. By the way, uh, Walchik is our resident South African-American Caucasian Jew. Or is it Caucasian South African-American Jew? That's how I like to say it. So that's our boy. Well, that's cool. So was she as hot in person as she just looked at the ESPYs, old Danica? Very tiny, but yeah, she's a beauty. Danica is a cutie. She so, did some GoDaddy. Oh, oh, she did. I think those, what, they get a little too risque. They took them off. I love me some GoDaddy. I love me some <laughs> weed daddies. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk some. Let's talk a little bit of pigskin. So you actually sent me an article. Did I? You did. Oh. You did. I forgot. So I learned how one, to read. So every once in a while, let's let's pull the curtains back a little bit. So I work these overnight shifts. Uh, at CBS Radio here in Dallas. Well, and at the, and yeah, at that place. Yeah, that the corners. But um, so essentially, I just go through and I type up. Uh, once I get done with all my other work and I got some time, I put together a run sheet with audio cuts and whatnot. And every once in a while, Eric will put forth his effort. Yeah. And shoot me like a That's hey, put. this article, this article is good. You know, so he'll he'll give me some articles to sprinkle in there. This is one he sent me regarding. Jason Garrett. Just let me pull back the curtains even more. Yeah. Usually when I send these articles to you, it's just I just like the headline and I say, you know what, Walchick, I'm going to send this to you. I understand. Once you do, you know, you read through it and if you like it, you like it. But I just, I just, I'm a headline guy. I'm a headline guy. You know that. So this article or not? Because I was kind of counting on your input. No, I, no, I actually did read this article after you told me you wanted to go with it. But so not before. Would you, uh, you even know which article it is? Yeah, it's the it's the training camp, Garrett. Okay, yes, his it is. little. So the Dallas. Hey, we are just. I mean, what are we? Two weeks away. Ooh, we are two weeks. And I mean, counting. the nineteenth. Don't they? Don't the rookies report for the Cowboys training camp at the Star three days before the veterans? Yes, and that's July I think like 19th? the twenty second might be their first. No, the nineteenth is the rookies. The twenty second is the first for everyone in Oxnard. Okay, but there's the first three days of training camp are just the rookies at the Star, and you would have known that if you read the damn article that you're about to talk no, about I, right now. I, I God saw, damn it, Walter! Look at you, Walter! Oxnard. They report to Oxnard, and that's the official. I'm start. talking about the rookies. Just because they're going to damn free show to do their stupid shites, it doesn't matter to me. Cool. July 22nd's the date that I've had circled. Don't come at me with your crap. Well, I'm glad you didn't get worked up. So basically, this article talked about what, Eric? Uh, it talked about how Garrett has an idea for training camp, but maybe it's a little bit different than most teams. I don't really know. I don't know how most teams go with this. Maybe this is not as much of an anomaly as. Uh, they're making it out to be, but according to this article, which is in the USA Today, written by Matthew Brongen, hope I said that right, love you, Matthew, um, and basically what it talks about is that the Cowboys rookies, when they get there, they show up three days before the veterans do, and they focus, and I, I don't know how deep into, maybe until they decide they got it down enough, but the coaching staff and Garrett doesn't want to really involve them much in the playbook and worry about that as much as they want technique. So like in during the summer, they rarely do much team stuff, I guess. They do a lot of individual drills and really just hone in on whatever the technique is, technique is for each position. So that's what they do with the rookies before they start throwing the playbook and stuff at them. So I don't know 
it didn't really specify how deep into training camp they they start really diving balls deep into the playbook for the rookies but they don't want to overload them mentally they want to make sure they get the basics down of what their job is at each position before they start throwing the playbook and all that other jazz at them so i thought it was interesting i don't know if most teams do this or not but they made a point to say that that's something that jason garrett likes i mean and then here's a quote from him he says we won't go against each other in rookie minicamp which was obviously a few months ago but so some teams do some teams go some team stuff it's not with pads but they do team stuff and and they don't really do that with the rookies uh the cowboys don't he says we'll just give them a chance to go through individuals some group stuff on either side of the ball and get their feet underneath them a little bit so that was kind of the angle during otas in the summer workout program and stuff like that i'm sure it'll get turned up a little bit more with training camp but you can just see they're not trying to overload the rookies with with the with the mental playbook no, stuff, they learning want this them to that. play instinctively at first, yes. and then you incorporate the playbook instead of both at the same time, where it's just an absolutely whirlwind of information. And it says here, it says Dallas will be starting training camp with the rookies a few days before the rest of the team, so it is the start of training camp, Walchick. Even if you don't want to believe me, the idea is to get the rookies' feet wet, making the transition to training camp easier. They report to the star in Frisco. On July 19th for three days prior to the team meeting as a whole in Oxnard, California on July 27th. The real day. The real day. That's when, that's when things get turned. The Hopefully. day that I mentioned. Are we doing a live show from Oxnard, by the way? Did we square that away? Or? I don't think so. I we don't couldn't think it's get in the it. budget. It's right after our live show at the uh, McGregor Mayweather fight. No, that's like a month later. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Oh. Okay. Sorry. Way to, way, to, way to know the schedule. Blew the hell out of that one. Yeah. yeah you're our producer. Thanks for you're everything. supposed to set that stuff up. Do I need to call some people? But they, but um, but back to this. I mean, I have here. one lined up to do it at the CFL draft. They gave an example. I'm sure you do. <laughs> they gave an example of how this was effective. This this work with the rookies, uh, with Dak Prescott last year. They say he's a prime example. In an interview with ESPN's Todd Archer, he talked about how he fixed his footwork dropping back from center just in one week last year. Because remember Prescott, that was one of the knocks on him coming out. Is he's in this pro style or in this spread scheme? It's crap. This article's crap. Yeah, I mean, the, the article sucks. That's uh, that's my take on this. And, do you want to know why this article's too, crap? Or? No, do you want to know why this article's crap? Uh, yeah, I would love to know Let's why you think Let's take Dak Prescott, okay. who is a once-in-a-millennium kind of thing here. Rookie quarterback, fourth-rounder. You throw him in there, he starts. It's a great story. It's awesome. He has success. Great. One player, one guy, you had success. Zeke Elliott, you expected to have success, but you're coming off one year. So now we're going to praise... This coaching staff for this ingenuity idea here of instinctively we're just going to, this is how we're going to incorporate the rookies. And sure, it's probably a good idea, but I'm not ready to just take the ball and run with it because I'll tell you what, I'm not even completely sold on Jason Garrett yet. Dude, I don't think I have ever been more proud of you, truly, Mm -hmm. in my entire life. Really? I mean, as a Cowboys fan, a Cowboys homer, a Cowboys biased son of a gun, and I love you for it. I love you more in this moment right now because you are taking shots at, uh, and they're 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 respectful shots. I'm just shots. being real. They're real I'm being shots. Real. The Cowboys had shots. success last year, and the rookies had. They're success. They're medicine shots. They're, they're not gunshots. No, they're just. This is listen. You need this. this. Is being fair. You need the vaccine. Have back to back winning seasons. Put it right in my butt cheek. Win back to back years successfully, and then we can talk about what Jason Garrett is doing is consistent and effective. Just because you had home run success. With three rookies last year, don't come to me like this is some revolutionary thing that Jason Garrett is doing that the whole league should take notice of because the Cowboys could fall flat on their ass and go 4-12 and or 6-10 and like they've done the last two years coming off successful 12-13 and win seasons. 
So win successfully, and then I'll take notice of what this article says. Dude, I couldn't agree with you more. You are the freaking man. Does that feel good? That must have felt really liberating. It did. It felt a little good. Because Calling out the coaching staff, dude. But hey, sometimes you got to do that. And I believe, you're right. Because all they do, they go one good year, a couple of bad years, okay years, whatever, and then a good year. They, they can never follow up good, good. They can't string along 10, 11, 12 win seasons back to back to back. That's a very good, fair criticism by you. And props, homie. Props. It's, it's just frustrating. So I'm excited, and I do like the sound of that. But I'm not willing to just give uh, this coaching staff. I give Scott Linehan more kudos than I do Jason Garrett for the success of Dak Prescott last year. That's just me personally. Do you? No, I get that because, yeah, that makes more sense. He's working directly with them. He's the one who tailored the offense for Prescott. So, yeah, I think Linehan is the one. And he's the one calling the plays, right? Yes. That that totally makes sense to me, man. What else you got? So, uh, I also got some Bruce Arians stuff. So, Bruce Arians, by the way, just announced, he, he just had a book come out. Came out literally yesterday or the day before. And it's like, I don't even remember. Let me see if I can get the title of it for us here. It is called um, The Quarterback Whisperer by Bruce mm. Arians. So, he talks a lot. I mean, Bruce Arians, head coach of the Arizona Cardinals, working with Carson Palmer now. He's an offensive-minded guy, quarterback-minded guy, worked with Peyton Manning, worked with uh, Ben Roethlisberger, worked with Andrew Luck. Carson Palmer. Did I miss anybody? Uh, did I miss anybody, Bab? Or uh, he's worked with just a lot of good freaking a lot of quarterbacks. Good guys. So he's got this book that came out, The Quarterback Whisperer, and and I don't know much, but he, he talks about himself a decent amount in the book. And he's an interesting guy. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but Bruce Arians, when I talk about really good coaches and a coach that I would love to play for, he pretty much, in terms of NFL coaches, he goes dang near to the, right at the top of the list when you yes. think about it. Like he is just a he just seems like a cool, mm-hmm. chill fun i mean chill but also he, he can he can go a little nuts sometimes but he seems like the players love him and when you put a mic in front of him he seems like a guy you just want to go have a drink with i couldn't agree with maybe more some with appetizers you. even no absolutely i love the guy and what he did in indianapolis taking over for chuck pagano the year that he was diagnosed with cancer and he just completely rided the ship and, and honestly looking back on it i think the colts kept the wrong guy not to knock chuck pagano but bruce arians was the better coach there he was the guy that they needed to move forward and now, look, he's done great things in Arizona. Had them a, a game away from the Super Bowl two years ago. Well, so he, he worked with Peyton Manning. And the first time, he worked with Peyton Manning when he was with the Colts. But whenever Bruce Arians was uh, working, he was the offensive coordinator at Mississippi State. And the first time he ever reached out to anyone in the Manning family, he reached out to his father, Archie. Everybody knows Archie Manning. Went to Ole Miss. And uh, so Mississippi State, Bruce Arians, offensive coordinator, he reaches out to Archie Manning. Peyton Manning is a junior in high school. So Bruce is just putting out some feelers to Archie. Hey, would you ever consider coming to, or would Peyton ever consider coming to Mississippi State? Come where? Anywhere you want to. Mississippi State. Double dogs. So he goes ahead. He laughs. Archie laughed whenever he got asked. Almost doubled over. Archie laughed so hard, he doubled over. And with his, his sugar, uh, Southern sugar polite way, Peyton would not be attending Mississippi State is exactly what he told Bruce Arian. So that was his first encounter with Peyton, and then he ended up coaching him later. Um, and he and he fixed, I guess, supposedly fixed some uh, Peyton Manning issues. Remember, Peyton used to struggle hard against the Patriots in the playoffs, especially get up into the Gillette Stadium in Foxborough. Oh, he it's got cold. up in there. Yeah, he got way up in there, and they got way up in him. Oh, he struggled big time. Well, I guess there was something about um, before one of the games, it was uh, a December game, 1999, against the Patriots. 
Peyton Manning's warming up before the game, and and he was had a nervous energy to him, crackling with anxiety is what Arian says. He says he was fidgeting and he just wasn't really himself. He said he really needed to go to the bathroom and like he was just Peyton was just kind of being weird sharts. So yeah, and you know how that goes, of course. And so Peyton before the game is nervous all this stuff, and then he's out during during warmups and Arians notices him dropping back, taking a shit. No, not quite, but it looked like shit exactly oh, like you said because poo. his, his drop said, back in the warm up. I'm sorry, he mom. said he said he's watching him and he had to go up to him and say, Peyton, your footwork is all messed up. What is wrong with you, man? So Peyton's freaking out before this game. He spent the final ten minutes of the pregame perfecting his footwork, even though that uh it hadn't it, it, it had actually been flawless during the warm-up. Arians was just getting in Peyton's head a little bit, making it seem like his footwork and everything was all messed up. So Peyton, for the next 10 minutes, focused even harder on that, got the nervousness out of his system, and ended up going in and kicking ass in that game. Oh, now that is a psychological genius. That's some Jimmy Johnson type stuff right there. Yeah, it's just like some cool stuff, man, like Bruce. That was was like some Mr. Miyagi type. Bruce. Some good stuff. Bischoff, friends. No. Uh, And and he had some good stuff about Peyton Manning as as uh, just a practical joker. Yeah. Uh, he says he really loved messing with the backup quarterbacks. He said Steve Walsh was his backup in 1999. It was Peyton's second year in the league. Steve brushed his teeth 10 times a day. What? So he was just a teeth. He was a clean freak. Minty OCD fresh, about just brushing curly his teeth. whites, baby. Huh? So one day Peyton bought a toothbrush that looked exactly like Steve Walsh's. He then went and dropped a grumper in the toilet. Peyton did. And dropped the lookalike toothbrush a in grumper, the toilet. Huh? Uh, yeah, he pinched one off. I get what you mean. I just I like that term for it. Oh, good. Well, Peyton dropped the deuce, put the lookalike. According to do you think the taint got in there? Uh, probably. Yeah. He's he's very taint. He's known for that. He's known for putting his taint anywhere he wants to. Even if that means you're a female trainer at the University of Tennessee while he's a college quarterback there. But that's neither here nor there. So Peyton drops a grumper, puts the lookalike toothbrush in the toilet, takes a picture of it, and sends it. Or, uh, yeah, when he bumps into Steve, he says, hey, Steve, did you brush your teeth today? Steve says yes. Peyton pulls out the picture, and Steve starts dry heaving, almost throwing up, and everybody starts cracking up. This is happening in the cafeteria Ooh, of I don't Indianapolis blame him. Colts. I would have vomited, too. So Peyton was actually a pretty funny guy. Um, well, he, he is a funny guy. He also references when he worked with the Steelers, Bruce Arians, and, yes. and he didn't— Won a couple Super Bowls there. Yes, and he ended up getting fired from them, mm-hmm. and so— this is kind of one they, one. They walk maybe, through, maybe he might have just been there for the five one. They walk through the day that no, Mike Tomlin just, just won. Uh, it was the Arizona Ken Wisenhunt was, yeah. was the OC. Uh, You're right. Arians was That's on right. staff when they beat the Cardinals. So, anyways, Arians gets a call from Mike Tomlin. Says, "What's up?" Mike says, "I couldn't get you the raise. I couldn't get you the contract." Bruce says, "That's all right." Mike Tomlin says, "No, no, I couldn't get you any contract." Arians hiring me? <laughs> Tomlin says, I would never do that. Arian says, Do I have a contract? Tomlin says, No. Arian says, Well, then you're firing me. Mike asked him to come to Pittsburgh afterwards so they could talk face to face, and his response was, Hell no. I was hot. I was pissed, man. That's a direct quote. Uh, yeah, I would feel From the Arians. same way. Yeah, I mean, it's like, what, what's Tomlin doing there? He's calling you. He's like, all right, listen, so I couldn't get you the, the raise you wanted. Um, also, 
couldn't even get you your job back now that I think about it. So they fired you. Holy, I guess. I mean, I don't. I mean, I don't want to say you're fired, but no, you don't work here anymore. <laughs> so the Indianapolis Colts gobble them up. <laughs> what a up. great way to do business. You're yeah. not Pittsburgh. fired, but we're letting you go <laughs> yeah. against what you want to do. We are relieving you of your duties, but please do not get this misconstrued, Bruce. You have not been fired. You should actually come in face to face and talk to me about it. Yeah, as a matter of fact, fly yourself out here on your own dime since you don't work for us anymore. Come sit with me in your former place of work. Make sure you get Look your me own in hotel the eye, room for the night, And let's too. just talk about how you are currently on the job search, and maybe I can put out some feelers to other places. I'm good friends with Pagano and Indy. We'll figure something out. Yeah. Uh, but, am I allowed to up, uh, interrupt with SB's info? Absolutely. Oh, yeah, because SB's do. are going on as we yes. speak right well, guess now in real time. won the Best Breakthrough Athlete of the Year award. Jay Ajayi. Dak Prescott. Dak Prescott. <laughs> oh, that hey! weak sauce, man. Jay Ajayi. Should have been cares. freaking Jay Ajayi. It's a quarterback-driven league, baby. Laramie Tunsil. Dude. He's still got the gas mask on, doesn't he? Yeah, and that's why you love him and respect him. Don't I love me some on. weed daddies. Yes, you do. You always have. But, man, I just thought that was great from Arians. He was so brutally honest about how Mike Tomlin was just a— And, I, and it, it doesn't go in, in this article. Maybe in the book it does, but it doesn't go into if they're cool now, Tomlin and Arians. But I bet what, just a great now, way wouldn't to, you think? Just a great way not to get fired, but, you know, still lose your job. Being fired. <laughs> No. No. Was that all you got regarding the, the Arians stuff? Yeah, yeah, that's all I got for Did for you that. see Sam Darnold come out, the USC Sammy Trojan, D? who we actually talked about with uh, Dr. Michaels, who's a former Trojan himself. He is. And I'm sure coming up to football season, I'll have to reach out. You know, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get him on more to talk some football. But Sam Darnold pretty much put a PSA out to the National Football League that said, New York Jets. The New York Jets. The Jets. New York Jets. J-E-T-E Jets. San Francisco 49ers, Cleveland Browns, Especially Buffalo Bills, Cleveland Browns. And the don't, sewage. Don't for me because I might not be able to come next year's draft. I, I might just decide to stay in school and work on my leadership skills, go to school, and Party. perfect my craft. Holler at Southern California. We heard chicks. about how beautiful those women are. Yep. Shaka bra. Get some surfing in a little I bit. I learned that phrase that day. Shaka bra. Shaka bra. Baby, heck yeah. yeah. Well, Sam Darnold, that's a smart move. Get ahead of this thing, man, because that's what's going to happen. These Cleveland Browns are going to start 0-9, and they're going to say, it's time to suck for Sam. Do you think the Browns are? I think the Jets are going to be absolutely the Jets terrible, are, dude. No question. They're going to be so bad. And that is not a team you want to go play for, especially in that city. It's just not the one. And then if you want to go up north into Buffalo, are you kidding me? I mean, that's you're going it, up north, but you're going down. I'll say this. It's not ideal in terms to of play in Buffalo weather-wise, everything what's there. But they do have a fan base that if you get, are good, oh, that place is going to explode the next time the Bills have a playoff team. I mean, that is a fun sports town. That is a fun team to play for. When the Bills were good and going to four straight Super Bowls, the team that's overlooked and forgotten, riddled with Hall of Famers, it was a good time to be a Bills fan. They, they get behind their team and are very supportive. I will not disagree with that for a second. Like one, they're like my least favorite team. I'm obviously a obviously, Dolphins fan I'm not in gonna, my division. I would no, but their that fans was, are. They have incredible fans. They are ruckus, and I can't stand going up into. I want to say it's Orchard Park, Buffalo. I might be wrong there. You, you might be right. But I'm not sure what the name is. It's miserable place to is play. It Ralph Wilson Stadium. Or Ralph something? Wilson Stadium. Yes, and it, it, it's a miserable place to play when you are not the home team. So sure, but you don't want to go. Listen, no one wants to go from Southern California to. Gosh dang Buffalo, New York. No, not ideal. Not even close. Remember Marshawn Lynch? That's what he did. He went from California 
to Buffalo, and he couldn't believe Somehow it. Somehow got his way out to Seattle by demanding you're a trade. You're right. Yeah. Now he's chilling in Oakland. So you see what happens when visualize you start out in Buffalo. Yeah, you believe, you visualize, you achieve. This is thank you, McGregor. Thank you, Walchick. Be motivating for Sam. That's how it goes. What 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 would be the worst situation for Sam though? Like if, if you if you're Donald right now, and you and you're just telling yourself no matter what happens, I am going to come out even though he's saying don't tank for me or I'll stay in school. What 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 the, would be the worst situation right now? You're Sam Darnold. You get to choose which one of these teams: Cleveland, the Jets, or the Bills. You get to decide where you're going. Where are you going? Out of those three. Out of those three, I would probably go to Buffalo. Okay, and then where? The Jets. Power rank the crappiness. I, I, there's no. I would do not want to go to. You don't want to go to. Cleveland. I just think that is such a dysfunctional. Even with Hugh Jackson ownership. And I don't know that he will even be there this time next year, man. Hell, LeBron's not even going to be there next year. So why would Sam exactly go? Cleveland? I just don't. Until they break through, it just seems to me like a, a situation meant for failure. If I'm Darnold, I worry about Miles Garrett right now. If I'm Darnold, I am crossing my fingers and praying and believing and achieving that Kyle Shanahan and the San Francisco 49ers get that number one pick that would be a because perfect i would scenario. not be mad if i'm sam and i get to just go up north a couple hours i stay in my home state and i get to play for a franchise that it has its ups and downs but for the most they usually come up out of the slump it's one of the unlike the, the Jets, glory franchises unlike, yeah. in football like they they go down for a few years but they they always end up resurrecting themselves and i think kyle shanahan is a definitely someone that if i'm a quarterback i would love to attach myself to couldn't agree more At the hip, i think that is a perfect marriage if they could somehow Finagle that another team that Even I at think the piece. I'd be connected at the piece with Shanahan. There's a, a roster that I like a lot. They just haven't gotten it from the quarterback, and that's Jacksonville. Oh, Jacksonville. Yeah, that would be one. But I don't want to play for Doug Marone. You know how I feel about him. I don't think Doug Marone will last long. No, I don't either. Like I said, I'm pretty he's sure he's going to get fired before guy. week one. It's going to be preseason you know what? week I wouldn't three. Be surprised if yeah, if you're right, if they stink and it's midseason and Tom Coughlin just promotes himself and says screw this I'm coming down to the sideline. Yeah, that wouldn't surprise me. I hope it's a week when they're up in some I hope it's in December when he decides to come down. Uh or, or November and it's just up in like maybe New England or up in maybe even Buffalo. No, no, no. He, one of these he's cold got places. enough frostbite. No, that's what I'm saying. Just with so we can really get the, the emphasis oh, you of the see that I want to see that you leathery red face. You miss it. Yeah, I do miss that. That scour. The nostalgia. It just stays on his face and then he just gets redder and older and leatherier. As the game goes on. I love leatherier. I love when Coughlin's in the snow games, man. We mentioned Calvin Johnson a, a couple, maybe a month or two ago now. He came out and had some comments about the Lions. He Whoa. recently had some more. Came out. Good for him, man. Gee, I'm proud gee, of him, Hold bro. on. Don't put rumors out there. That's not what we talked about. He just came out. He hadn't been in the spotlight. He'd been retired. Oh. Made an appearance. No, hey, on me. Totally on me. He didn't really uh, like the way he was exited with the Lions. He recently came out and said he just didn't have any hopes of winning there. And uh, you're right. And he got support from an unlikely player. Calvin? Dan Orlovsky. Good old Dan. You might remember ex-line quarterback Dan Arlovsky. Was he number 23? Because if we missed him, he was I'm going to be pissed off. He was number eight for the Lions. Okay, number eight. Whew. Hell of a player. You might remember him for famously running out of the back of the end zone. Like three yards, and, and he didn't even know it. That was the beauty of it. Exactly. It's like, it wasn't like he ran out and he just stopped because he knew. He was running three feet out of the back of the end zone and still looking downfield trying to make the crappy pass that it was bound to happen. And it was crappy. It was amazing. Everyone just starts laughing. The defenders stop, and he's still running. Whistles are blowing. That Dan Orlovsky. He came out. He quarterbacked them for that 0-16 team, man. I mean, he was there in the doldrums of Detroit. And even that, poor Megatron had to live through that. But he said, quote-unquote, regarding Megatron, Calvin Johnson, 
He is a classy, hardworking, and stand-up as anyone that passed through our league ever. He was a part of some historically tough times. No kidding. That would weigh. No one knows better than Orlovsky. Even Megatron. D Dan's like, listen, guys. Calvin had to deal with me as his quarterback for a season. And you wouldn't it release him? You wouldn't let him trade him even? I would rather be stoned to death for 16 Sundays out of the week, out of the year, than have to play receiver as Calvin Johnson with me, Dan Orlovsky, being quarterback. Even Dan Orlovsky went on to say, sports are fun when you win, period. When your greatness is covered by your team's lack Specifically, of winning, quarterbacks lack. it affects you immensely. He was once on a lifetime player. He should have been treated the way outside of money. If he feels he wasn't, he's probably right. He should have been revered from top down. I respect the self-awareness of Dan Orlovsky because yeah. that's basically him just saying, guys, listen, are you kidding me? Look at me. Look at me. We sucked. The I was around his quarterback. Sucked, but... I, Dan Orlovsky. Well, what do you think about Matthew Stafford? Because they did make the playoffs twice. Madden? Stafford and Megatron. Yeah, Stafford's one of those guys that, like, He's a, good, he's a good quarterback. He's a franchise quarterback. You can win games with him. You can get to the playoffs. He hasn't shown that he could put one together. But maybe one maybe one playoff, he can put together a Joe Flacco-like run, and he can be, you know, revered as a quarterback that won a Super Bowl. But he's not He's not a, He's not not a. one of the top-tier, you know, Breeze, Rodgers, Brady, but he's a solid guy, and if he's your quarterback, I mean, you, you feel pretty confident going into every game. Here's something I want to throw out there. If you were Megatron, let's let's try and think back because this is tough. Let's say today, let's say somehow you got released. The Lions granted your release. You came back. Whatever happened, like a Marshawn Lynch kind of deal. It worked out. If you could handpick one team, because we talked about a lot the last couple weeks, the super teams in the NBA. If you're Calvin Johnson, you're coming back just to win a Super Bowl. Where's the one team you want to go to? Where do you think he fits best? I mean, you're obviously pointing right to New England. If you want to go to the Super Bowl, that's the team you look at. Otherwise, I would look at Green Bay and uh, attach myself to Aaron Rodgers. Because Rodgers could use, I mean, he could obviously use Ooh, the help. That would be scary. That would be ridiculous. And he's already played. He would be in that same division. Obviously, the Lions would just never let this happen. But, yeah, in fantasy land, if I'm Calvin Johnson, I'm debating between the two best quarterbacks in the league. Do I want to go? Now, it sucks you got to go either to cold New England or cold Green Bay. But... It's worth it to be with the best two quarterbacks in football. So one of those two teams, I don't even care who you choose. I would You're love gonna do to well. see, and, and this isn't necessarily one where if he wants to win immediately. I mean, this team is a year pretty removed from the Super Bowl recently. But I'd love to see him and Cam in Carolina. Cam just oh, throws the wow. deep ball yeah. beautifully, and he's not afraid to chuck it up. No, that would be fun. I mean, that would I be can, a fun I can pair him with some tandem. fun teams. But when you're talking about are we getting him to the Super Bowl? That's the goal. They got a shot. Then you got to go. You got to go. A New, New England, England for sure. One but and probably Green that's Bay That's such two. a different, you know, does he fit into that offense? I'm sure a great player like Calvin Johnson would find a way. I mean, Randy Moss fit in well. He did. He did. They just I mean, but I know what you Brandon mean. The mental Cooks. side of things. That, that, it's a little different. That New England offense they work is, differently. is, yeah, it, you got to be intelligent as heck to be one of those receivers. No question. But I think Johnson would be totally fine with that. You talk about how hard he works and how phenomenal he is. I think he'd be fine. I think he'd flourish. So give me Brady, give me Rodgers if I'm if I'm Calvin Johnson. I'll see you, I'll see you at the Super Bowl. See you at the big dance. I like that. Good. We'll find out. Maybe uh, maybe something will happen for Megatron. I, if something tells me he's not quite done. These comments are just kind of maybe setting out some ripple effects, and maybe he can find a way to come back. To me, when we're ranking the top receivers of all time, I would consider Calvin Johnson up there athletically. To me, he's like gifted from God. Everything you want: four three five speed, six foot five. 
great wingspan, can jump through the roof, tremendous hands, great route runner. Like 30 pounds. He is physically the greatest receiver I've probably ever seen. Yeah, he's he's the best. He's the phenom. He's like he's the guy that you draw up as what do you want your ultimate receiver to look like? And yeah, he's he's kind of the guy, but he's not he's not the best. He's not the best. But he but yeah, I mean he's I wouldn't put him ahead of Randy Moss. I wouldn't put him ahead no. of Jerry Rice. No. Um, or, or Michael Irvin or Terrell Owens, probably, yes. And those are just the ones off the top of our head. Just the right top now. of our head, just spitballing. That's what I do. And Larry Fitzgerald, because of Larry Fitzgerald's postseason success, I mean what he did yeah, literally Fitzgerald, for carrying sure. Arizona to the Super Bowl that year and almost winning the Chris, game. Like you have the Chris Carters of the world. You do. I mean, it, it would we would have to go back and think about it. But physically, just as an athletic freak, yeah, he's the prototype. He's the LeBron James of the NFL. Mm-hmm. I mean, no doubt about it. Yeah. I'm we'll talk you. a little bit more NFL coming up when we get uh, Tony Casillas in the house for the second half of the show. But for other news, the MLB All-Star Game was last night. Oh, was it the really? The Home Run Derby was two nights ago. I don't know if you saw any of that, but Aaron Judge from the New York Yankees just completely obliterated the competition. Well, Judge is like the the giant. He's the prototype when you draw. You talk about drawing phenom people for to play a sport it's I mean, weird geez, because six seven two whatever 275 yes. he moves he plays outfield he's, he's just as big as lebron he's bigger than gronk dude that's just insane to put it into to perspective. yeah he could be your tight he's six seven two seventy five dude that's that's wild and to play in the outfield and players that size in major league baseball historically have not had success what he's doing is really mind block mind boggling yeah, mind bottling. Really, mind bottling. My, my, my mind feels bottled right now. My mind ball is, control. Exactly. So shout out to Aaron Judge, but Bab, I know you had a keen eye on the All Star game. You can fill us in to a degree. Let's on go. Everything. Yeah. Let's go. Sixty nine seconds of baseball. Boom. Sixty nine seconds of baseball. Yeah. So give it to me right now. Hurt. The the All Star game. It's it's been a pitcher's duel as of late. This was the first time in I think fourteen years that it did not decide home advantage for the World Series. Which, coming down to a 1-1 game, Which, going to extras, that would have been intense. Yes, it would have been intense. Did you miss I, that, though, or no? No. Okay. I, I I get trying to make the All-Star game, you know, mean something. Because, you know, all it is is just a glorified exhibition at the end of the day. But at the same time, it's like, it doesn't really have to decide who gets home field advantage for your championship. Of course Probably it does. Not. Of course I, it does. Yeah, I, I've I've never been on board with that. Baseball. But, yeah, it was, yeah, uh, it was the pitcher's duel. The American League ended up getting the win. Uh, two to one. That is the seventeenth time the AL has won the game in the last twenty-one years. It's like the wow. they have fifth time in a row. Right? Yeah, and the fifth time in a row, they have absolutely uh, dominated the game. Um, pitching was that, that's been the story for about the last three or four years. It's been very pitcher-dominated. Uh, Chris Sale got the start for the American League and and pitched perfectly two innings, just three hits allowed, a couple strikeouts. There were two, twenty-two strikeouts. Uh, heading into the ninth inning uh, last night, it was just it was, it was a total total pitcher's duel. Um, Twenty four seconds you know, and counting. The Astros, who have who, who had lead, a lot of all stars, yes, they had a lot of all stars. Um, went zero for nine and struck out six times. Wow! Because on the know, big stage, they the just failed stage, to perform. Nope, yeah, Twelve seconds and counting. Yeah, you know, ripping piece. But uh, yeah, just another wild pitcher's duel that went into ten innings. Uh, so we got counting. some random free baseball to enjoy. Robbie Cano hit, Robbie the, Cano, hit the game winner. Robbie Cano Ta- on the top of the 10th. And, uh, yeah, go American League now that I'm in it with you fools. Yeah. Well, I think that uh, what they did with the broadcast, the little bit that I saw was the, the interviews in the outfield. So they had, like, what was it, wireless yeah, mics so they, on yeah, players? Yeah, they, they'd mic up people. It was kind of weird. It was, you know, they, they had a little lapel mic on the jerseys. 
of some of the players, and then they had an earpiece that went back behind their jersey so they could talk to the Modern broadcast technology, team. technology, man. It's incredible. I'd actually, that used to be a thing in the NHL All-Star game. In 07, they mic'd up the goalies during the All-Star game, so they talked to, like I think, Tim Thomas and Rick DiPietro and, and a few of those guys during during the 07 NHL All-Star game. So to see it, I was at a Buffalo Wild Wings watching the first half of the Shout game. Shout out to B-Dubs, that Asian yeah. zing, baby. Yep. I prefer so, Wingstop. That's kind of me. But I, I prefer too, Pluckers but, above all. Oh, I do. Actually, I'm with you. I used to be all Wingstop, but now I'm with you. Pluckers has a better wing, and they have just a better environment. You can watch games and hang out. But yeah, but there was everything from that to Nelson Cruz taking a photo with Joe West, the umpire. Uh, behind uh, the good home old plate. boomstick. I miss him. Yep. I miss him with the Rangers. But yeah, they did hook up uh, a, a few players here and there. George Springer, one of them, Bryce Harper, Springer, uh, another, um, and talked with Joe Buck and the Fox crew. And um, uh, Mr. Harper brought up a, a certain quarterback. Bryce have Harper of the for. Natties, yes. huh? Talking yeah. about the Cowboys. Yes. So somehow, because they won't ever. Go away from the spotlight. America's team, baby. The Cowboys. The I'm Cowboys still, I'm back sorry, up. I'm, and I'm so, still thinking about pluckers over here. Have you had those mac and cheese filled sticks? We might need a wrap fried this mac and, just and cheese. Now. I, that's what I'm saying. They're, it's the best appetizer ever. It is macaroni, like mozzarella sticks, but they're the fattest fried. Oh my God, dude. And they have this little, dude, have I, this have little sauce. But I might text my roommate right now and see if he can. See if, if, he if he'd be down those. to just go get us some yes. fucks. Will you ask him, please? I'm going to send a text right now. Tell him I will do. He knows what I'll do to him. But yes, Bryce Harper was mic'd up, and uh, what do you have to say about the Cowboys? Talk the, about the, yeah, Dak I love Dak, I love Zeke, I love the Cowboys, I love well, the Star, America's team. Woo! All right, let's hear it. How, how do you think Dak's going to be this year? I think it'll be. I, I, I have not met a more impressive young player coming into the NFL. And it's not an awesome. Oh my goodness! Well, what the hell? I don't know. Bad call, bad pull, bad pull, bad audio. Yeah. It's all right. Doesn't matter. But well, what did he say? Wait, I love Dak. He's great. He I said love that's the Cowboys. He's the most cool. impressive young man he's ever met. Ever in the history of time before and after that's even big. Jesus. That's big of Joe Buck because I really don't think he's much of a Cowboys guy. Doesn't he do like every Cowboys game though? Well, that's he's on just Fox. because it's, he, he broadcasts the America's game of the week for Fox. And who is America's team? Pittsburgh Steelers. The Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> so Why was I thinking usually, Miami Dolphins there? Usually... <laughs> The Dallas Cowboys you're going to get on that. Maybe if your asses shifted conferences, <laughs> but I don't think you even got, like, Romo and Nance probably won't be doing any Miami Dolphin games this year. Only when we play the Cowboys, man. Your ass would get eaten like a Ooh. little freaking deer. <laughs> Some of the things that come out I of my mouth. I love when that happens, man. My God. Eating like a deer back there. But, yeah, no, that was the All-Star game. Ten innings, the American League won. Doesn't decide home field advantage for the World Series this year. Thank God. That 69 seconds went by so slow. Yeah, that was a very, very slow. Well, before seconds. we uh, take you into break, uh, we'll come back. We'll do a little Let's Get Weird, which I actually have more Joe Buck audio. JB. It's part of that segment. Bucky Boo. And uh, we'll talk some more football. We'll get Tony Casillas in here. We'll do comedy. But uh, let's play a little bit more of the audio we got. From Connor and Floyd. Oh, some more UFC. Uh, We're just going to play some audio right before we go to play. Yeah, of course. Nosebleed Seeds podcast. Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer Bab here. Let's hear from, uh, let's go ahead and and dive into what we touched on a little bit about. Is Connor for sure going to come back and fight in the UFC? This is going to be. Wait, are we diving head first or are we going pencil dives? Pencil for sure. Pencil, okay. I like it skinny. Cut 13, Bab, on if Connor McGregor is for sure fighting 
in December in the UFC. I prefer girth. What was really making me want to do that December 30th fight was the Forbes list. I thought the Forbes, I thought it was like year to January to, to January, you know what I mean? Or the end of the year to the start of the year, but it's actually June to June. So I was, so I thought I had more time to hit the number one spot this year. So if I'd have fought Floyd and then the December fight, that would have put me in number one spot. But it's actually July to July. So I was 24th this year, which is a great jump from 84 the year before. I mean, I said I'd fight. I'm gonna fight. I am. I, am. I always want to fight, right? I mean, I'm an active motherfucker. What else would I be doing? Who's the front runner right now? I tell you what, it's chopping and changing. It's chopping and changing. I mean, I'm just. Who's fighting? Who's? I see people who's just talking. People who's talking like about defending bells and doing this and doing that. That actually hasn't fought. I fought since they've last. You know what I mean? They fought way before me even, right. and haven't fought since. They're just yapping, yapping, yapping. So, um, I'm just looking at people who are coming out and have and fighting. Um, there's a few up there. We'll see what happens. What is he eating? Yeah, what is he snacking <laughs> still, on? He, like he was Snickers? chewing on gum the entire press conference afterwards, and off. he got a little bit of flag for it. And the little bit of the press conference that I saw from today in Toronto, he starts talking and just spits that sucker out of his mouth. So oh, yeah. no one can say anything about the gum in his mouth. But I could literally listen to him talk all day, though. It's just, right? it's so, just great. so entertaining. But so what was he? He was talking about his Forbes list ranking right Man. there. It's, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's big on the Forbes rating, and it's weird because I saw, and I might have brought it up, I don't know if, if it was on this show or when I was going solo a little while ago, but he met with Cristiano Ronaldo. Ronaldo came in while he was training for one of his... It might have been for Diaz, Can too. we ask him about it? Hey, McGregor, how, how did that go when you met with uh, Ronaldo? I mean... Yeah, I feel you on oh, that. Oh, yeah. not oh, Okay. But okay. Ronaldo was joking to him about how much higher he was on the Forbes list and how much more money he's making. McGregor's like, give me some time. I'll catch up. So he is trying his ass Literally, off. Literally. He's not worried about his fight rank. Like He's not worried about his fighter. He's the number one fighter in the world. I want to be number one on Forbes. Number one on Forbes. So Dana White then goes ahead and talks that it'll be cut three for Dana White. Oh, no, 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 no. That's 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 incorrect. That's incorrect. Well, can I can I just ask McGregor one more question? Yeah, go ahead. Just, ask, please. You know, just just in general, Connor, like, how, how do you how are you feeling the fight? Hmm. You don't seem too confident there, huh? Why don't you play the other one where he's really, really confident? I don't know, man. That's, uh, he I... is fucked. Yeah. Oh, there it is. That's what I like to hear, Connor. Well, we'll give it to yeah. Suzanne right. and the girls. No, we're, we not, have we're not. This is a behind-the-scenes. That was also so, some confidence. Just so good. Yeah, that was confident as hell there. Floyd Mayweather, after the press conference, talked about uh, the record with Pacquiao as well. And uh, honestly, he kind of went on to, to make some excuses. I mean, you guys can listen to this. I feel like he's already kind of throwing out there, if I lose, here's why. This is going to be cut one on the Floyd Jr. stuff, Bab, if you've got it. You know, to, to me, I, I think Connor takes his personal. You know, I think That's not it. That's the Brennan Schaub stuff, oh, which okay. we'll get to at the second so half. I have, I have four cut ones. There's just one cut of Floyd. Which uh, which we we wanted to pull. Go through. We'll listen to him. Okay. I think this is a bigger fight. Nope, that's Dana. Um, that's Global. Dana. We played that one earlier. You know, hopefully. Here we go. You know, um, Winner. Now it's all about ding, breaking ding, ding. my own records. It's crazy. You know, before it was about breaking other legendary champions' records. Now it's about breaking my own records. Um, what I hold a pay per view for like the top three. Yeah. Top three. So we'll just see. Um. We have an interesting guy on the other side. He's very interesting. You know, I'm not the same Floyd Mayweather I was, 
you know, 10, to, 10 or 20 years ago. But, uh, you know, I still can go out there and compete. Are you the same Floyd that you were two years ago? Are you picking no. up the work? No. In the fight? No? no, not at all. I, I mean, I'm rusty, extremely rusty. In a gym, I'm, in a boxing gym, I'm not looking the same. Um, I'm not as fast as I used to be. And, um, you know, but we're working every day. We're working every day. Dang, he's really hedging his bet there. He is. I mean, he's he's basically kind he's of getting out, out there. in front of the criticism. I, I get I'm it. He'll old. be able to hang his hat on that. That's smart. That's, is that's it, smart. Is it? I think it's kind of just let's throw out some excuses in case I get. Of course. Clobbered. I'm smart from he his perspective. Is yes. Well, after hearing that, yeah, I feel much more. Yes. I, I really agree with you, Connor. Yes, he is. Dana White, what do you think uh, is going to happen on Fut Night? Fight Fut 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 Night? What did you call it? Cut two, Dana. Take it away. Um, I expect Floyd to be very defensive, um, and I expect Connor to go in and try to knock him out. That, that's that's how I see the fight going down. I think Connor's going to be chasing him around a lot. Um, Floyd's going to be laying in the corners and using the ropes, and uh, you know, trying to use his speed and 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 uh, defense to, to to not get hit by one of the hardest punchers in the game right now. I'm sorry. I'm just. I'm. I'm listening to that in the context. Uh, in the context of of what was that night? F night. F night. F night. He is fucked. Night. Listen. To, l play that Dana White thing again. <laughs> play that Dana White thing again in the context of what Walchick called it, which is uh, please Fook night. Um, I expect Floyd to be very defensive, um, and I expect Connor to go in and try to knock him out. That, that's that's how I see the fight going down. I think Connor's going to be chasing him around a lot. Um, Floyd's going to be laying in the corners and using the ropes, and uh, you know, trying to use his speed and and, and uh, defense to, to to not get hit by one of the hardest punchers in the game right now. And when he says hardest punchers, he means hardest tongue punchers. Just for the record. Oh, oh my God. Yeah, hearing it in that context is so much better. That we should hear every. Perfect. We should start doing that from now on. All the audio that we hear from these press conferences needs to be in the context of this is the Fook UFC Fook Night. In bed. Yeah. It's like the fortune cookie thing, right? You got to read your fortune cookie, and then at the end of it, you got to finish it in bed. Yes, I do know about, you know that. about yeah, that. That's really good. If you've never done that before, next time you go to Panda Express or China King Buffet or whatever you're doing over there, getting some of that meow meow. Some of that, oh, oh. Um, Your ass would get eaten like a oh. little freaking deer. <laughs> oh, yeah, next time you go to Panda Express and you get your fortune cookie and you open it up and you read it, read it just how it says, and then at the very end, just add the two words, in bed. And it just makes every fortune cookie so much better. Just oh, bliss. Yeah. Unbelievably bliss. Even Zeke agrees. Nosebleed Seats Podcast, Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer Bab. We're going to take a quick moment to step aside to hear from our sponsors, Robert. Where the hell is the Tony? Diamond Broker. Tony will uh, be in here momentarily. All right, let's go to Robert, a.k.a. Not Bob, from the Diamond Broker. Yep. Take it away, buddy. Hello, I'm Robert of the Diamond Broker. Over the past 30 years, many jewelry stores have come and gone, but we are still here. We are Dallas's original Diamond Broker, and our A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau and a proven track record with thousands of satisfied customers sets us apart. The Diamond Broker has been the go-to source for loose diamonds, engagement rings, and special occasion jewelry. We were one of the first companies in DFW to offer diamonds directly from the cutters. With over $2 million in loose diamonds to choose from, the Diamond Broker is the most respected wholesale broker. 
because we guarantee the color, clarity, and cut of every diamond sold. We offer good old-fashioned value and service, no gimmicks and no hassles. When shopping for an engagement ring, a pre-owned Rolex, or special occasion diamonds, visit the Diamond Broker. Ask around. Someone you know has done business with us. The Diamond Broker, Dallas Original Diamond Broker at Preston and Forest in Dallas or on the web at diamondbrokerdallas.com. Yeah. Did you see anything physically or anything verbally that was said? Or that it's just noise. The, the old man came. I didn't know which is which. Seeing it, the junior, I got confused. No, but the old man came and was like saying some stuff. And whatever, I don't know. Say what? I said the old man was like, you get your chance on August 26th, Junior. Relax, Junior, we're fighting August 26th. I don't want no trouble, Junior. Your boy's in trouble, Senior. Your boy is in trouble. Yes, he's too small. He's too small. I'm just telling you, he's too small, too frail. His little legs, little more small head. I'm just telling you the truth. He's too small, senior. He's made a big mistake. Greedy. And that's it. He's got greedy. You could have, he could have been 49 and 0, rode off into the sunset. Trust me, he got greedy here. This is a big, that was a big mistake. You, you misadvised him. You should have kept him retired. It's your fault. Your boy is going to sleep. And he's going to look so good in his sleep. I know he is. That boy is going to look good asleep. I tell you what, though. He's going to wake up a better man. He's going to wake up a better man. I promise you that. No, never. No, never. I haven't even been tiddled. Submission. 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 Something you know nothing about. You don't know nothing about this game. I bounce shin bone off opponents' heads. That's the game I come from. You didn't love three fights. You're going to beat your ass. You're going to lose four. This isn't an actual fight, so this is a boxing match. So I, I still wouldn't count this. He's never even had a fight. He's never even had a fight. He's beat a lot of bombs. He's beat a lot of half fires. Would you stop? Are you serious? He's about 90. It's playing 2018, mate. Fucking hell. Mahomes, yeah. Always focus on me. And then occasionally I, I do a little bit of boxing here and there. Hey, where, where you wanna box me? Somebody's old has got to go. <laughs> oh, stop. Do you wanna box me? Stop. Do you wanna box me? Box you tomorrow? Yes. Box you tomorrow? Yes. Let's do it. Let's do it. We're gonna do it. Do you wanna have a fight? Do you want to put on the other leg, have a knock? I'm a real fool. Oh, shit out of here. <laughs>
Nosebleed Seats Podcast, Zach Wolchuk, Eric Chiafalo, producer Bab. That was a little bit of Floyd Mayweather Sr. busting into Conor McGregor's press conference Papa? yesterday. And we are also joined by our good friend Tony Casillas. Yes. Yeah, what's up, Tony? What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. What's up, dude? Welcome, welcome back into the bedroom, man. Dude, been... I love the show. I've been listening to you guys grow as a show and... That's what we're here to do, man. We're, Dude, and we're honestly, we are growers, not showers. You, you're probably both. You, you good-looking son of a bitch. I'm, I'm not done with it. I'm not done with it. Well, remember, Tony was with us episode two. He's a comedian. He's yeah. funny as hell. He's doing a lot of things. But we're hey, gonna get hey, into that hey, stuff. Yeah, you don't say he's funny as hell. Remember? Oh, you're right. You're right. Did you learn? Nothing? I made my own mistake. Oh, I called man. you out for it last See, time. I did it last Dude, time. But, now, now we've come full circle. But Zach, that's just the man bun. It just sucks his brain knowledge out. He's just like, it's yeah. It's true. You're, in, you're I'm getting dumber. By the way, did you notice the highlights? Have you seen the highlights? Do you, Let me you, take my headphones you off. Got, you got a hot... Oh. Uh, that look yeah, on your okay, face so tells Tony, me you're not you really... What do you think about a man getting highlights in this one here? He hair? is fucked. Yeah, I agree with he is fucked. By you? you no, you just... Uh, the thing is... If I got highlights, I would just look fucking stupid. But with you, you still pull it off somehow. It good. You oh, look like you. hip Jesus now. Oh, you nice. You look like hipster Jesus. Oh, I can It's interesting yeah. that you say that because that's exactly what I'm going for. You oh. went in and you're like, just make me look like hip Made Jesus. Made me look like hipster Jesus. Yeah. Mission success. It worked. God, I love my barber. <laughs> the very end of that, you he turns see... One, uh, instead of turning like one fish to like hundreds of fish, he turns one woman into a hundred of women. <laughs> High five. That's genius. Uh, there we go. At the very end of that highlight montage of audio feasting that we just gave you there, yeah. you hear a little bit of back and forth, Floyd Sr. and Connor talking about if they were to get into a boxing match. Well, it led to Floyd talking about, Sr., that is, what if Connor like, throws an elbow? You know, because that's that's the concern. What if Connor reverts back to his UFC form? I'm waiting for him to just kick him in the face. So Connor uh, answered that in a pretty triumphant way here. I think it's the final cut that we didn't play bad before I brought you back. Three seconds to, to sleep a man from a strangle. An untrained neck, not used to it, it takes two seconds. So if I wrap around his neck and strangle him, he will be asleep within two seconds on the, on the canvas in that ring. That's quicker than it will take you to jump into the ring. So I'll be very, very respectful of how you speak my name. <laughs> See you later, Floyd. <laughs> okay, I'm not like a huge boxing fan. I don't know a lot about boxing, but I think that might be an illegal move. If oh, he no, just no, started no. strangling. Oh, he cannot do that. <laughs> no, really? He wow. cannot do that. This is going to be yeah. far less entertaining than I expected. I thought choking and all that Did stuff. Did you think was good. like Brock Lesnar is going to come in the ring, like just hit him with a chair? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then just eat some both? It's he really just, just a WWE pay per view. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that's what end, it really is. That would end up being better. I think that would be better. <gasps> I don't think this fight's going to actually be that good. The Undertaker comes in, just fucking kills On his motorcycle. Triple H is spitting water at people. Kurt Angle and his old USA Leonard. Okay, okay, boxing, hire us. We can take you to the next level. Seriously. Like, literally, AT&T Center every weekend sold out. Every weekend. Baby. We would be a good team for them. Yeah. We could really set up some good fights. We've definitely Donald gotten Trump the knowledge. Will, Donald Trump will be flying in on a jetpack every week. It will be great. Going to have to uh, take out an insurance <laughs> policy. Well, this, but we might need to put it in Florida then. And he likes to go back. And people are going to die. I mean, people are going to die. Death will happen on screen. But but they know that going into modern day gladiators. Yeah. yeah, you're paying for it. But Zach, you didn't know Florida is the capital of the United States. Like, 
Washington's the old capital. Florida's the new baby. It's all about Florida. It's oh. all about specifically Miami, right? Yeah. It get, it Tony, isn't weird. that what I heard? Yeah, when King James left, you guys have been doing so well. Like, LeBron James left, and you guys have just been, like, killing it right, every screw year. Screw you, man. Every year. Screw you. Every year, I'm just like, wow, my... Miami. <laughs> Just We've got, got such a melting pot of NBA <laughs> fandom right now. We've got a Miami Heat fan, yeah. a San Antonio Spur fan, a Dallas Maverick I fan, have, and a Houston Rockets fan. I have no room to talk. The Spurs, we have Kawhi Leonard, great player. Our second best player now is Aldridge, who, like... They want to trade. Y- yeah. Trying to get rid of. Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah but you just signed Rudy Gay. <sighs> Woo! Like That's consolation you're for you're not, not getting happy? Chris Paul, right? You're not happy about <laughs> Gay on the squad? I think... <sighs> If he was like five years younger, what, maybe. What the hell did you just say? Like Rudy, no, Rudy Gay. He's a good player. He's a solid player. They but... just added some gayness to the squad, and I think yeah. it can only it can only make them better. That is true. Glad you agree. I find offense to that for the gay community. Tony, though, you are disgusting. <laughs> disgusting. Are you still single, Tony? Are you you got a you got a man? You got what a girl? That's the first or... thing you bring up. Well, I was just, we're talking. We're I am just still talking single. About thank you, you for bringing. Well, we remember well, buy it best. Buy it best. Buy yeah. it best. Exactly. And uh, but I know you've been doing a lot of comedy shows and stuff like that. So I, I don't have... know if the women have just been throwing themselves at you and and men too. Dude, honestly, it's just uh, it's forty year old drunk women. Like how, the, I mean, the amount of cougars. Yeah, like four of them. There was one. Where this lady came up time? to me with no one with her husband, she puts her arm around me, and then cussed my ass, and I like shake a little bit, and she's like, "Don't make this weird." I'm like, "Ma'am, you just made this weird." <laughs> Say, like, yeah, calm down. She like, said, "No, let's get weird." Her husband was right there, dude. That's, I mean, that, that's, we that's do as like weird to get, get weird. Actually, we're just segment. getting vaped out right now. Yeah, we're just getting vaped out right now. Yeah. You really are. Yeah, no, Tony no, has for his real. Vape right here, right now. Don't like make me look like an asshole. I'm not proud. No, you're of not this. an asshole. I'm not can proud you do of this can you do, can you It's gonna be the greatest. Tricks? Let's get weird of all time. I'm like, I'm, I think I look like a cool juggalo. Like that's not that cool. Yeah, like, with a vape, you're just a cool juggalo. Just like a not so cool juggalo. Yeah, for sure. Well, Tony, we definitely want to hear about everything that you're doing. But yeah. before that, we do a segment coming out of break usually called Let's Get Weird with Walcha. Oh. And we'd love for you to be a part of it with us this week. Are you in? Yeah. We, we are that man Let's and that lady it. putting our arm around you right okay. now. But you can't say no this time. But I get to cup the tush. Okay. Oh, you bastard. I claim it. All right. I get the tits. Hit it, Bab. You, yeah. Let's just get vaped out right now. I'm looking to get weird. Me too. That's weird, man. That's <laughs> weird. Let's get weird with Wolchuk, baby. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird. Let's get weird with Wolchuk, episode 23 edition, with our special guest, Tony Casillas, in with us. Oh, I'm so turned on right now. Tony, Mm. thank you. Thank you for understanding our policy of the no pants policy. Now, you didn't know. You have your weird pants. Honestly, honestly, you are the first pe- person to see my dick in like five years. I still haven't seen my dick in like the last five. <laughs> like literally when I shower, I don't look down. Well, Does that, it look good? No, Does it looks look good. Tony, beautiful. Is it, is it greasy? I put the well, grease course, on oil. Look, got the coconut the oil. The grease is No, but, <laughs> I was going to say, like, I was going to make the point that you obviously went no pants, but then yeah. you went the extra measure and just went no underwear too. That is, yeah. So that's just completely respectable. I'm just hanging... It's hitting the floor right now. No, it really is. Call the janitor. He's going to have to clean it up. It later. looks good. Like, I feel bad for you that you haven't gotten a chance to look at that thing in a while I, because it's pretty. Oh, man. And it is. <laughs> I just took a glance. Oh, it hey, looks like, wow, you're, you're, a, right. you're a grower, too. Tony, yeah, you are. <laughs> do you know what a reverse Blumpkin is? This came up a few weeks ago. It, on yeah, the what's, what's A reverse got, Blumpkin. No, I have no idea. I'm it was news to us, too. It was groundbreaking. This girl's a pioneer. Remember, Walter? This girl was a pioneer. Seriously. 
But uh, essentially a reverse Blumpkin, uh-huh. if I remember correctly, is when a female yeah. or I mean could or be. male, sure, yeah. gives oral to the other person while they take a poo. That's just called a blump. No, 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 no. No, it's not the one receiving it. It's the oh. one giving it. It's the so giver. So it's a multitask okay. at its finest. Yeah. So it's the reverse blumpkin. You but could, you knew what a blumpkin was. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Of course. Of course. Uh, freshman oh, of course. Year. Who doesn't? <laughs> Kimberly, Kimberly, baby. I miss you, Kimberly. <laughs> she was the top. Damn, yeah, Kim. You sound Kim. like a real winner, Kim. Yeah, she was great. No, so, I would always have to give her blumpkins. I was getting... I was getting yeah, like, yeah. So how, yeah, so you were giving her a yeah, reverse yeah, yeah. blumpkin? Nice. I would always be like, blumpkin me, bitch. Oh, that's <laughs> great. That is great. She well, obliged. I hope we can find some dirty... Uh, maybe you can even get some good good material here for one of your sketches. Probably this year, not, no. Probably no, not. Definitely not. not. Fair no, enough. We are, we are no. not yeah, fair that enough, good. Fair no. enough. Well, no, the article, the article could be, though. Not that we are. Okay. Oh. This chiver. I've got another chiver. I've got a chiver. Chive me up. So it's people share the dark secrets that ended their relationships. We've got 17 of them. Okay. So it's gonna get gruesome. Of course, some of the best parts about relationships is getting to know the other person, right? Yeah. Whether it's a friendship, a mentorship, you're dating. Yeah. All those questions, conversations, and whispered secrets can help to build a strong foundation and a thriving relationship. Couldn't have said it better myself. Except, what if you hear something you don't like? Mm. Something so dark. Like a fart? That it changes your perception of them completely. Like Actually, a reverse Blumpkin? Hey, I sent y'all an article. <laughs> farting with your significant other makes a stronger and lasting longer relationship. I agree with that. We should all fart in front of our lovers. Wow. Yeah. I've been farting in front of mine since. Yeah, what, you have. What, you talked lo- about what that. What lover? I've been to your apartment multiple times. It's Jared, just you right? sitting in the couch alone, crying. You're watching like Sex in the City 2 on repeat. It's not great, dude. Like, I, you need help. Thank you so much you for spoiling help. my life. You need help. No, I've uh, I've met somebody, Tony. Since since the last time we spoke, oh, I've met somebody. You like her? It's uh, it's pretty official. It's official. We give each other reverse blumpkins. It's not Facebook official, but you know we're we're pretty much. Uh... No, but that's a good question by hey, Bab. You, hey, you hey, skipped over that. Yet. I think a blumpkin. No, I'm not, wait, I'm not like talking first... about blumpkins. Oh, that's well, what, what, rookie oh. stuff. We're talking about reverse blumpkins. Oh, any the any of those? Yeah. No, and I want to save that. Not yet. Yeah, for sure. I don't want to get too dirty on the show, but it, we're, it's weird time. It's it's good. It's okay. Have y'all held hands yet? Like. Oh yeah, that's a good question. Like finger locking. We did like, a pinky promise. Does that count? Um, What's how long? Pinky promise yeah, what about? was the yeah. promise about? Just that you'll love each other forever, or you'll continue to fart and keep your relationship strong. You'll get what? her Chick Fil A before work in the morning. <laughs> Essentially, <laughs> that's good. The Chick Fil A deal. Good. I, yeah. I, like, we've I held want, hands. Yeah. I we, want to meet. We, we did. We held hands. I want nice. to meet this woman. Just to ask her why him she's got like, beautiful yeah. friends guys so if you're if you're single and ready to mingle i mean I, we can try and hook you baby, up me and tony it. baby yeah ne- tony's next comedy show we'll come bring him out we'll bring out the ladies you make him laugh we yeah. wheel and deal hell yeah I'll, I'll buy the booze we're always down we can set this up it can be Dude, a party jesus christ and judas always been the best couple let's get into some of these stories <laughs> <laughs> the best teammates man. Jesus, you know that's baby. almost as good as eric and i did go we went to yeoman's gets yoked yeah. Yeah. And, and basically, so, and Bab did too. Bab, Bab got, mad Bab got crazy turned. First, but, first time. And he was since then, Bab has just been on Ragers every weekend. Beggars. We got compared to Kinda Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum from 22, 21 oh, Jump Street. I can see that. You can see that. Except you're not funny. But yeah, I can see that. See, that was yeah. my thing. But is, is, is Jonah Hill, though? Jonah Hill's very yeah, super Jonah bad. Hill. Are I you kidding Jonah me? Hill. He's super bad. Like, he. Superbad might be the best comedy of the the 21st century. Like a really small role in it's pro- Forgetting it's a, Sarah Marshall. It's in my top that was three. Great. Oh yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah, 
Yeah. Super bad's my top three. I'd go Wedding Crashers, Hangover, and Super Bad. Wedding top crashers? three comedies? Wedding Crashers, I my agree with one. Hang- I would say, okay, my three, I would go Tropic Thunder, Hangover, Super Bad, yeah. Dude, that's a really good call with Tropic Thunder. Tropic, that is dude, so Tropic Thunder freaking Tropic Thunder funny, dude. Yeah, but I'm oh a sucker God. for Wedding Crashers, dude. I love that movie so much. It's fun. It's fun. It's just it's a fun. great, it's a watchable film. All right, let's reel us back in, Walter. Give All right. Me, talk to me. So here's some of these stories. This apparently awesome girl I went on a few dates with let slip after a bottle of wine that her mother had successfully hired a hitman in the past. Oh, yeah. After that, I never contacted her again. Yeah. Probably smart, guys. All in yeah. unanimous decision. Yeah. Man law? I don't know, man. I'm kind of I'm kind of down. It just kind of gets me going a little oh, bit. Oh, you like that? You I mean, would be the weird one. I think... Why did she call the hitman on her? Like, if it was well, so something necessary, that's why, yeah. If it was necessary, like if if he wasn't given the reverse plumpkins, but like, yes, that's problematic he'll, stuff, and he deserves to die. Yeah, murder that man. Okay. Murder that man. Fair enough. The next yeah. one. Yes. yes. You yes. guys started at our restaurant. I thought he was pretty cute from afar, but uh-huh. after a couple of days, someone decided to Google him, and we found out he'd been charged with animal cruelty. Oh yeah. Theft, oh. domestic violence, and was connected with the disappearance of a girl. Quote. Never convicted, insufficient evidence, and her body was never found. <laughs> well, wow! He so, never went to jail. Well, he's good at what he does. He got fired from the restaurant shortly after yeah. that discovery. Was he fired like Bruce Arians, where he was like kind of halfway? Fired. I don't know. I don't know that. He no longer worked there, but he was but not fired. They just saw him in the news again, connected to another missing girl. Again, no body, so no murder charges oh as of yet. God, a girl that still worked at the restaurant started a relationship with him during his brief time there, and actually talked to him the night. The most recent girl disappeared, yeah. and for most of the next day, she defended him vehemently and continues to. Two people I refuse to ever interact with. That is freaking weird. This My is some... biggest flaw is that he doesn't have a job anymore. Like you, you, you gotta, feel for you the know, guy. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You feel no, that for the guy, guy looks seems like a monster. Yeah, stay away from this him. This is like some SVU stuff right yeah, here, man. This not is good. like this is crazy. It's not great. So when are they gonna get married? When's I the don't big know. day? I hope that they don't get married. Oh well, that makes one of us. Next story, I was really close with, uh, I was really close friends with the girl. One day she tells me she's going to England with her boyfriend. They take off to England. They come back six months later, and while there, they had locked a brother and sister cat who were not fixed in a room that whole time. This is getting weird. Oh my gosh. They had a couple of litters and inbred kittens. So it's not cockfighting. This is literally cat banging. They were feral too, apparently. Oh my Sterile? God. Feral. I don't even know what that means. Instead of trying to find homes or take them to a shelter, they took them down to a stream and drowned them all. Oh. Whoa, okay. This took a weird turn that yeah. only Bab would be in. This that. girl. So let's just move on. This friend apparently told her this story laughing while they were having dinner. I called her a psycho and Practical left and have joke. never seen her again. Yeah. Because yeah. she was drowned by this the is, same guy that drowned the cats. Bizarre. I don't like this guy. Bab, why did you bring this to us, Bab? Like, I'm honestly, do, I do not like this article. I'm, uh, getting, I'm getting spooked up here. I'm getting yeah, scared. Like, this was going to be, this was supposed to be fun. Yeah. I don't, I don't no, know what no, this some of these are into. disturbing. Yeah. It's why it's called weird. With well, the weirdest yeah, part but, about it is that no, Bab's got a bigger chub than I've ever seen. No, he's also yeah. very CFL quiet. Chub. As soon as he's quiet about it, you know it's true. Yeah. yeah, exactly. I was talking to this woman a week ago. We were from the same area and both lesbian. <laughs> there we go. Now we're getting interesting. Okay. I can so relate. I asked her if she knew some good gay clubs where you can be a new without problems. I don't know what that is, Tony. Just new to the gay scene? It just says, quote, new, end quote. Why are you asking me? Parentheses. Thought you were up to speed on this gay stuff. Buy it best, no? Buy it best, yeah. 
What's it like walking in the day after you come out and you walk into okay, the, Eric, the gay we're bar? Okay, Eric, we're going to leave it there. Okay. Without problems. Sure. No, I just... I, ladies, no. ladies, I know no ladies listen to this podcast except probably Zach's mother. But even Zach's and mom, sister, if, if and you're sister. single, and, and my I am a straight sort of girlfriend. man. If you're single, sexy, Zach's sexy, mom, Mrs. Sexy. Wolchek, and other Mrs. Wolchek. It's Chuck. It's Chuck. Chuck, Wolchek. come, come hit, hit me up. DM me. Just slide in my DMs and we can get dinner and I'll, I'll probably call you back. Dude. Your mom is a lucky lady, She's man. a very lucky lady. Okay, apparently the end of the story is this girl would uh, roofie other women. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Put drugs in her drink. Cool. That's not, that's not good. So as, much, I, as soon as say, I thought this uh, couldn't get any just darker. She wasn't yeah. going to go anywhere with her. All right, let's see if you can out-dark yourself All right, here we here. go. This could be a good one because it's uh, high school coaches. Okay. Torturing well, we know young that shit children. Can get weird. Had a high school, had a coach in high school who was an awesome guy. Got along great with him. Some friends after as I... Uh, became friends after as I continued the sport and graduated. He was an ex-Vietnam vet with some crazy stories of his time serving. Years later, he was drunk at the bar and we were talking. Turns out he was also stationed in North Africa, not South, North Africa. Ah, dang it. Starts out all funny. Starts out like all the funny stories he's told, like the time he got chased by a lion. But by the end of the night, I heard about how him and his men raped women and Jeez. killed some of the local men. Some deaths I heard in a way more graphic detail than I really planned on. Yeah, After you hearing what might have kidding. been considered war crimes, I ended my friendship with him. Zach, I have a real question. Did you try? Did you ask me to be on this because of this article? Did you want me to find a funny spin to this? That's there's nothing funny about this article. Can we just like, go back to the reverse blunt? Yeah, like, You're like this is. Oh, I'm always down to talk reverse blunt. Yeah, Blumkin. like this isn't. I, I can't find a. a, a no, I'm not gonna. T no, only Bab could find this funny, dude. Come on, you he's sick, killing himself. Literally, you sick bastard. He's hunched over right now, this dying. Is, yeah, well, I'll humor, tell you man. what. I'll tell you what. I'm gonna scrap this article because this just Good. gets gross. Thank God. Yeah, yeah, thank just you. Please, thank man. You. I'll tell you what. How about Screw edibles? You. Edibles, you guys. Are we all about edibles? I like edibles. I love edibles. Joe Buck ate an edible, told a story about it on the Dan Levitard podcast, and here it is. Dan Levitard's show is not a podcast, but whatever. It's a radio show. It's also whatever, a fucking man. podcast, And Eric. In case you don't know what edibles are, it's not just something that you can eat. It's something that you can eat while also having weed mixed within that so you get high. Stay balls. in your lane. From the expert himself. Joe? I'm going through a divorce. I go down to Cabo uh, to a place I have down there to, to try to relax. Drink my and I show away. up thinking that I'm going to... I'm gonna do yoga every day. I'm gonna oh. read, read two books. I'm gonna, I'm not gonna drink. I'm gonna do God. nothing. I'm just gonna heal myself because I have this paralyzed vocal cord and my career's over. And I go down there within eight minutes. I'm on the driving range, drunk on tequila, <laughs> and I uh, can't, you know, can't escape the tequila virus the entire time. But at the end of it, I think, you know, I can't relax. My whole problem is I can't relax. That's why my vocal cords strained. I need to relax. I've never smoked pot. I've never eaten pot. I've seen pot all around me in college. I've seen coke and ecstasy in high school. And he did it all. Always avoided all that stuff. Bullshit. I said, I need to try this. So I ate a brownie at a dinner uh, in Cabo. Oh boy. And got no reaction. Wait for it. Wait. It's so a creeper. I didn't know this. So I, I'm meeting with this this buddy of mine, and like 45 minutes later, <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, I go, I said to him, "Do you feel anything from this?" And he's like, "No, I, I don't feel anything." And I said, "Only I can get no reaction." <laughs> 
from eating a pot brownie. Let's have another half. There you go. Big oh. mistake. Oh. I have, that's a mistake. A brownie and a half, and then we all got in the car, not driving. We were driven down to this bar in Cabo. And as I'm driving down there, as I'm riding down there, I'm trying to text somebody, and then the letters start, like, flying off my phone into my face. And I'm like, ah, oh, this is not going to be good. We show up. There's a bachelorette party going on. You know, I'm, I'm just I'm scared. I'm frightened. Frightened and, and I, I'm avoiding them, and then I Make sit down, and I can't feel my legs. And I talked to the guy that drove us down there. I said, I need to leave right now. He was drinking a Coca-Cola. And and I said I need I need to drink that. And I, got I need here right to now. drink that. And, uh, so he he helps me to my feet. We stagger to the I we I, I somehow magically get down the steps and to the exit. I think we're gonna go right. He thinks we're gonna go left. He pulls me left as I go right. I pass out. I go un- I pass out onto the ground. <laughs> go under a rope with my head hanging off into the marina. Uh, I, I damn near died. I had a dream while I was down there. I popped up, and I went from completely out of it to completely sober, worrying that within the next four minutes it was going to pop up on Deadspin that I just went down at a bar in Cabo. Gosh, what an amazing story. Quick question. How much do you think it would cost to pay Joe Buck to eat an edible on TV? While doing a game. Oh, that man. would be great. That, that would be would priceless. That would be great. You probably couldn't pay him enough at this point. I think he would do it. Man, everyone everyone who's overdosed on those edibles know it can just be a nightmare. It's heavy. Like, it is It is bad, and it's that delayed reaction. I think everybody's had that rookie yeah. mistake. You eat one, you get a little mm-hmm. big for your britches, it's an hour goes by, you don't feel it, and you just got to trust the process, man. Mm-hmm. You got to trust the freaking process. You know, guys, it, it's a safe space. I got a personal story if you want to hear it. Let's, let's do, do it, it, man. I'll tell mine afterwards. Night before prom. I'll tell mine. Night before prom, how this starts. Sorry, Mom and Dad, but I'm going to bear all. First time ever being introduced to this edible arrangement. Started off eating two. Brownies? Yes. Oh, my. I didn't know. You just started with two? I just didn't know. I just thought they were just like casual, normal brownies. I'm like, cool, let's eat these. Oh, you had no idea what in these brownies? No. Oh, no. At first, at first. And then they told me, and I was like, okay, whatever, cool, whatever. Cool. I'll, I'll go with this. No, I'm cool. I had cool. a couple more. Jeez. You had a couple more? How, what's a couple? Like, you had, like I had four total. Key? Okay, Holy. yeah, your count's at four. My count is at four. Damn. All right, so at what point, how long after that did you want how are to you dial here? that hotline I right now? I would say about... Two hours afterwards, I was feeling great, but I was completely gone. Yeah. But it was a good gone. It was sure. I had a good time. Don't get me wrong here. But the next, and I'm thinking, whatever, I'm just going to go to bed. It'll be fine. When I wake up the next morning, I can't open my eyes. Still blazed. Yeah. Like literally, yeah. I cannot see. <laughs> I have the strength to open my eyes. You should have called me. I would have healed you yeah, in moments, you man. Just no, and that's, that's what I do. I'm hippie Jesus. Okay. You call my, me about a eating too much pot i'm there to save your day i got a pot story involving wool check over here so oh yeah i was performing at what the, the hell no i was performing at the comedy club <laughs> just gets high as balls all the time yeah. Walter makes an ass of himself no i was performing at the comedy club and uh it was 420 and i was coming back we were doing a 420 showcase and zach Man, was that's like badass. zach was just like hey come over we're gonna hang out so we show up and he has two brownies for me he's like dude these are really strong just take one and i was like no i can handle it so i eat two Ballsy. And I, I start ordering food. I'm like, by the time I start tripping the food, we'll already be here. It'll be great. Yeah. So I call Fat Shack, not thinking that it's 420. And they're like, oh, it's going to be a two hour and 45 minute wait. Oh. But I was just like, let's go with it. So I went with it. 
So an hour and a half in, I'm I'm just I'm stuck to the couch. I'm glued. And uh, one of his roommates comes in, and I go, "Hey, Russian, give me a high five. And he walks over, puts his hand towards my face. I could not lift my arm to give him a high five. And I look at him, and I'm like, "Dude, I'm gonna have to give you a rain check on that high five." <laughs> so he leaves. Then an hour later, the guy shows up, knocks on the door. Zach is in the bathroom. I'm just scared. I'm like, hello? Hello? Yeah, you're he paranoid. Goes, yeah, and he goes, it's Fat Shack. And I'm like, oh, cool. <laughs> so I was like, I'll be there in a minute. I'll, I'll be there in a minute. And for three minutes, I just planned the game plan. I'm like, yeah, just walk up, you know, smile at him, grab the food, you're good. So I walk up, I grab the food, and I say, good night. And I shut the door. He knocks again and goes, no, you have to sign for something. Oh. I go, Fuck. So I open the door again. I try to sign on the door, but the door is like a little, it's not the, what is it? Uh, it wasn't flat enough. Yeah. So I'm like, dude, <laughs> I'm going to have to close the door on your face again. So I close it on his face again, sign. I had like a $30 gift card. The meal for like both of us was like 20 or like 15. So I tipped the dude 15 bucks because I felt so bad. I opened the door and he goes, $15, are you sure? And I was like, life is life. And I shut the door. I'm feeling great right now. <laughs> life is life. And I ended it, life is life. And I Gosh, that's brilliant. You got that tattooed on you, didn't you? That yeah, life, life is life, is life it, with a, with a, on my neck. Nice. Yeah, no, neck. it looks Dad, good. you're going to love it when you see it. It looks real good. Man, yeah, I've had, I've had a moment on that too. I've had an over, I got cocky, I ate uh, one brownie. And then nothing happened, so I ate two brownies. Nothing happened, so then I just ate two more. Yeah. And then at about ninety minutes, so you were at four too. I was at four also. Oh, so we've but, been but there. You had a good time. I no, had the next, one of the, the worst next day nights. was not. Good. Oh, the next day was not good for you. No, because I had to go and pick my date up, and her parents were divorced and both remarried. So oh, I was no. meeting four parents. Oh my gosh! You <laughs> couldn't open was, your eyes. Like I, I finally got to the point where I could open my eyes and I was functional, but I was literally just still feeling it. I would say the remainder of the night, I functioned. It was okay. I got through it. Had a great time, but. For about a four-hour window there during the day as I was prepping to go pick her up, I was freaking out. Yeah. yeah. yeah no, the next day, I was definitely still blaze-baked hard, but that night was miserable. Like, I couldn't get to sleep. I ended up vomiting in the kitchen sink uh, numerous times, and then uh, I ended up going to sleep, slept forever, woke up, my eyes still bloodshot, cottonmouth as hell, and still pretty blazed. So... You gotta be you gotta be careful with those things, man. They're they're like hit and miss because sometimes you'll have it and you're like, man, I wish it was a little stronger, but it's hard to gauge it because you can just go from zero to one hundred and then it's like holy blackout. You've got to just wait and give your body time. Everybody's different. Like I said, trust the process. process is trust, different. Trust the process. Trust the process. Give it a solid two hours, and if you're still you want a little bit more, then then just be very safe with it. Yeah, you just gotta be easy, man. You just gotta be, be easy. Take it easy. But I highly recommend it. Yeah. Episode twenty three edition of. Let's get weird with that. That got way there. better because it started like the worst. It's maybe one of the yeah, worst moments weird. of my whole life. It not started even, weird. Not even one of the worst moments of this show. I'm talking about one of the worst moments of my entire life. Yeah, I almost walked out. Like, honestly, I almost walked out. Oh, you should have. Would have deleted you. But I'm glad you did. Yeah, no, it's great. I, <laughs> yeah. I love it. Yeah. Okay, so what are we going to do here? Because we're, we we do have a time crunch. We teased that we were going to talk football, but we got Tony in here, and we're just having too much fun. We just need to hear Tony, tell us what the hell's going on with you. So catch us up to speed. It's been a couple of months. Where are you at with your career? What's happening? Dude, it's been awesome. Like, uh, the last time we talked, the week later, I did, like, did I, I think I did five minutes. I was doing five minutes at the comedy club, and I bombed. I walked off after three and a half minutes, sweating, no laughs, worst to say. I literally almost quit comedy that night. And, really? Um, yeah. And this was after our last, yeah. after you came on last time. Yeah, a buddy Damn. of mine came up, and he just said, dude, this is how you grow. If you grow from this, 
you're going to be great. This is good for you. And then the, the lady I was opening for, uh, Lisa Landry, really funny. Go check her out. Really hilarious. Uh, she brought me in the green room, and we had, like, a heart-to-heart. And she's like, no, just go home. She, like, paid for my drink. She got me an Uber home. And she goes, go home and just spend the rest of the night just reworking your jokes. And then a month later, I did uh, my first 15 minutes opening for Eddie Ift. Dang, and that's it was, a jump. Yeah, and it was just killer. And he was so much fun to hang out with. And then... Like two weeks later, I did two more shows, 15 minute sets, opening for Jose Serdui. Eddie Ift and Jose Serdui, both funny comics. So you're building that stamina big time. Yeah, yeah. it was like, just oh, like yeah. 15 it was, minutes strong. You went yeah. three minutes and then you go right to 15. Yeah, the it next was just time? like, I no had, sandwich. Like, do you have a sandwich right after? Well, explain the difference for me in preparation it, it's, for I that, had, too. It's, I had the material, but it, when you go up on that stage and you see 250 people instead of just like 14 people at a taco shop. Your balls just go right up into your stomach. It's just different. And I, I kind of became too cocky. I think I didn't prepare myself. But now, like, both 15-minute shows, like the one I did last time for Jose Sardui, I uh, was the best high ever. Like, we talked about weed, but this was like the best euphoric moment Better ever. than edibles? Yeah, it was just this awesome feeling. Because I got to make over 200 people laugh, and there was a lady who, she made the sound, she goes, <gasps> where she had to, like, re-catch oh. her breath, and that it was just awesome. And, yep. uh, like, it's this weird thing where I, I just practice beforehand, I get in the mood, and I'm nervous, but, like, I don't let my nerves get to me, just that little, you know, that good nerve, where you're just like, okay, you're ready for this, you're ready. Dude, but, I'm with you. Like, it, the only way I can have as much stamina is, like you said, 15 minutes, I I got to get myself in the mood. Yeah. And it helps to have somebody else try and get me in the mood. Yeah, I play Amber but, by 311, you know, good. you just turn that up, you know. Whatever like, you're into, man. No, <laughs> Baby but, driver style, right? But yeah, it was awesome. And then after that 15-minute performance, the comedy club, Hyenas Comedy Club, and thanks to Butch Lord and, and Randy and everybody out there, I'm going to be hosting weekends starting September. So I'm doing... Can I plug my dates? If that's cool. Oh, plug plug it, so man. I'm I doing love, uh, we plug. We plug. 15th plug through the, the crap I'm doing out of me. 15th through the 17th at Hyenas Plano, Thursday night. That show's free. Then there's two on Friday, two on Saturday. Then the next weekend, 21st through the 24th, I think. Of July, right? Uh, no, September. September, September okay. both. I'm doing the next week, I'm doing Hyenas in Dallas. And then I'm taking the next week off. And then October 5th through 7th, I am going to be hosting at Hyenas in Fort Worth. Man, so, kicking ace, bro. Yeah, and I'm doing this thing where I can get some free tickets to the show. So if you follow me on Instagram at Tony Casillas37, uh, just message me, and the first ten people to message me and follow me will get some free tickets. And you're a good Instagram well, follower. Well, hold, hold on, hold on. Can we get a couple tickets? You throw a couple oh, tickets yeah. at us. We'll Obviously, couple. we're gonna get and those. Yes, this is gonna be first Jesus, on the list. Yes, I'm a we're doing bastard. the show yes, from just, the show. But yeah, 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 yeah exactly. So we'll, we'll do a show. Yeah, we'll probably do a live show. But like, it's a, it's a, it's it's a great time. I think Dallas has one of, I think one of, if not the best starting up comp. The big D man. There, it's it's really fun and it's it's. I'm in this weird. Well, success is coming at me, and it's like it's just in women and everything's just getting uh, thrown at you. Yet, just, not so it's yeah, not sex, yet. drugs, and comedy, man. No, I would just say Tony comedy. I would just say comedy. Yeah, I would just and, say and comedy. drugs. Drug, weed's not a drug. Dude. Can you, Eric? You, yeah. Fair please, point. No, no, no. Fair please. point. Fair point. Please, you make me sick. I just thought cocaine was, but whatever. so have you? Have you changed your future plans at all with this? I know you're still at UNT. You're still like uh, a radio, television, film major, uh -huh. and you would talk to me about how you had planned on moving to LA. Uh, yeah, Are you kind of revert, like maybe uh, thinking about hanging around in Dallas a little more while you're having success with the comedic scene? I think two years in Dallas is going to be good. 
I think Dallas, if you want to start comedy, because the bigger cities like New York or L.A., it's tough to just get in those clubs where in Dallas is a lot easier because the scene isn't as big as those major markets. And I think once I hit next year, I'm planning to have 30 minutes of decent stuff. I'm trying to have like 15 to 20 of solid, solid material and then 30 minutes of just good stuff, you know, overall. And I want to move to L.A. still. I, I want to just pack up my stuff, go to L.A. with a few friends. L.A. or Denver. Denver has a great comedy scene. But I still want to make films. I'm still doing projects. Like, I got to work on an ESPN commercial with a Damn, w, sick, WNBA bro. player. She threw me the ball, and it was, like, freaky. Like, was it Skylar Diggins? It was Skylar Diggins, uh, yeah. Oh, you she, she's, she's married. She's also no, beautiful. Recently, she's, though. she's married. She's funny. We lost a good one. She's married. She's funny. She's real fun to work with. She... She's just the best, and we got to we got to shoot with her. Which you got her great. number? Like shout out up? to the Dallas no, Wings. I'm professional. That's the difference between us. I'm a professional. You're not clearly. But, uh, <laughs> no, but uh, it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have Bab. He's the best. So confident. Man. We've had to train him. So yeah, life, dude. <laughs> Bab, sit. <laughs> Good boy. Your ass would get eaten like a Ooh. little freaking deer. <laughs> So yeah, it's this, ass eating season, baby. Since I've been back, man, just a lot's been going on, and it's it's weird because this is like the first time in my life where things I've pursued have just been hitting. Visualize and achieve, right? Yeah, you just gotta believe. Yeah, that's been no. I read this the quote, theme of the show. I read this. I read this so quote, true. and it said, "If you goal for yourself that you're most likely not gonna achieve." So that goal that I set for myself is I want to host the Tonight Show. Uh, when Jimmy Fallon retires, that's my goal. I want to host the Tonight Dude, Show. Dude, that is kick-ass. the thing is, even if you don't achieve that goal, but you work towards it, even second place, third place, or even fourth place is still going to be an amazing job. So just set yourself a high goal and just work for that high goal because that's life. We only have one life here on Earth, and yeah, do what makes you happy. Hey, that's man, what I'm doing. Life is life. Yeah. And, and, Roll down tide. and you shoot for the moon, you land amongst the stars. Yeah. Visualize. Thanks to Miss Perkins achieve. having that in her. Oh, Miss Perkins. Yeah, Miss Perkins had that poster in her classroom when I was I was in third grade, and it so, meant a lot to me. Yeah, it's oh. great. Shoot for the shoot for the moon, land amongst the stars. Well, yeah. it's great to have you in for our final segment. We usually go to entertainment. And I'm the only guy that's seen any around here. Okay. So I'm kind of just like talking to myself, but I know you I are an movies. avid movie watcher oh, as I well. Love movies, yeah. And I want to ask because you're you're also a, a film major. Yeah. So for you, is it different? Like, explain how you watch a movie. Oh. Like, are you able to kind of just sit there as a fan and watch it, or can you not get away from watching it as a film student? That's my biggest problem with film school is you meet so many people that just analyze each each dot, each scene in a movie. There are sometimes I can do that, and there's some movies you have to do that. But if, like, Transformers, I know what I'm going into. I'm not going to be like, oh, you know, I'm not going to try to... Like, I love my popcorn flicks, like Fast and Furious series. Uh, I love those movies. The Apes, that's a different, that's more character-driven action films. But there's some movies I like to go in and analyze and sit there and have to think. But some some weeks are hard, and I just want to go watch a dumb Will Ferrell movie or action movie. So that's the biggest thing about film school. There are some students that everything they have to analyze. And I'm like, dude, it's, it's Will Ferrell chugging a beer. You don't have to analyze it. He's not trying to make a bigger statement, you know? And he wasn't even just chugging it. He was actually butt chugging it. Butt chugging, yeah, baby. Did you go see the new Transformers? I haven't yet. I'm uh, Neither have we. I'm not a huge Transformers fan. I just saw I Screw Mark Wahlberg. Last night, I saw my favorite movie of 2017 so far called The Big Six. Oh, really? Have you heard of it? No. It's Kamal Nanjani. He's a stand-up comedian from Pakistan, and it's about... It's a real story about him and his now wife. When they first met, she had this disease where right after they broke up, she went into a coma. 
and about him dealing with comedy and meeting her parents and still falling in lo- like loving this girl and it's and about his uh his Based family on a true story? yeah they Holy wrote it together balls. and about how uh his family on him dating a white girl because they're from Pakistan Muslim and mm-hmm. they wanted him to get an arranged marriage wow. Ray Romano I'm saying it now is going to get an Oscar nomination for a supporting role dude, Ray Ray Romano Everybody loves Raymond no, Who love Ray Yeah but that's like sitcom but this guy dude like he made me like tear up in the theater Oh or, really Yeah he saw a different oh, side of Ray Oh, he was great. He was. It's a best movie of 2017 by, for, in my opinion. Did you what? see Baby Driver? Did you, yeah. Oh, I Baby saw Dri- that. That's I saw my that. favorite movie of the year so far. Baby I D? saw that three or four months ago. I saw an early screening. Oh, look at you, look at you, you big shot. But uh, what I thought about Baby Driver, it's Edgar Wright's. It's my least favorite Edgar Wright movie, but it's still really great. That just shows how amazing Edgar Wright is. I still love Shaun of the Dead more, Hot Fuzz. I just think uh, I miss that. Uh, I kind of miss that Simon Pegg flair. I really did like oh, you're that a writing. Guy? I lo- I think uh, he brings more of the I had comedy you and for heart. That, actually. Yeah, I'm more Frost. So, but Baby Driver was a great. I liked Baby Driver a lot. It was a fun movie. And Spider Man Homecoming, I saw. Holy! We shit. were supposed to go together, but we just ended up not. It didn't yeah. work out. But holy, like, dude, unbelievable! For I was, the third reboot in like like oh, ten years, unbelievable! The third reboot, Tom Holland, best Spider Man by Killed far. Killed it. Michael Keaton, I'm saying it now, best MCU villain. Because he actually had character. He actually had a reason why he was... It wasn't just like a, oh, I'm going to blow up... I'm going to blow up uh, the middle of Manhattan. He was just a... He was just a guy... Being a dude. He was a guy selling weapons to provide for his family. Could understand so, his yeah, reasoning. And it, it's... It was... Yeah, I had a lot of fun. And and then the recent, like, two years, I've not had that much fun in a Marvel movie. Like, Guardians of the Galaxy 2, I liked a lot, but I still... Didn't love it like well, I liked the Spider-Man first one. Spider-Man was better, yeah. Like I honestly, Wonder Woman was better than Guardians of the Galaxy two. I thought mm, as well. But it just, it, it's that every time you go in, you're you're seeing like four or five superhero movies now, and it's the same thing. It's like, oh, I have to be a hero. I have to do this. I have to overcome these obstacles. I gotta get and my ass kicked yeah, for an hour, it's the and same then thing. I overcome it. Yeah, you gotta believe. And I love how they, I love how they barely mention Uncle Ben. Like I'm not gonna spoil, but. Like Marissa Tomei as Aunt May, holy sexy. What as about hell. Zendaya? Zendaya, she was no, great. No, I wasn't a big fan of her. She kind of reminded me of Helga Pataki and Hey Arnold. Helga. That's kind of the yeah, way she, she was, was going fun. for Mary she Jane. She was fun. She's okay. She was. I'm she's not hot. sold on her. I, I don't know. I just, no, I, I just she's thought. Cute. I just thought. I thought the movie was just fun. It had comedy. It was more of a comedy than an action movie. Definitely. And it was like a teen. It was a teen drama. A teen drama comedy. Like in. Tom Holland's the best Spider-Man ever because he's actually a kid. He's a 20-year-old playing a 15-year-old. Instead of Toby, supposed to be, Toby, right? Toby Maguire. An adult. He was 30. And then Andrew Garfield, who's a good-looking man. Like, you can't have this nerd played by Andrew Garfield. He's like, oh, yeah, let, let me, like, flick my hair to the side. And all the girls just squirt in their seats. Like, you can't have that as Peter Parker. I'm sorry. Such a good talent, <laughs> like, though. No, he's when a you good, talk about a superhero, no, he's is a that good not talent. the definition yeah, but of not a superhero? Spider-Man. Not Spider-Man. Spider-Man no, was he's, a nobody. He's sexy man at Spider-Man that point. was a nobody who became a hero, and he was still a nobody, even though he was saving the city. And, yeah, I'm going to get off my horse because I love Spider-Man. But, yeah, I was, I was nervous I about it. I was nervous about it because I was like, Oh, please don't fuck this up and I loved it. I think it's the third best Spider-Man. Yeah. It's behind Spider-Man, Spider-Man 2 and then I'd probably put Spider-Man Oof. Homecoming. I'd say 2's Homecoming and the 1. Really? Yeah. Okay. okay, but it's it's one of the top 3 Spider-Man movies ever. Yeah. It was good. What do you think? I'm pretty stoked to go see War of the Planet of the Apes this Dude, weekend. My friend, my roommate Thomas, yeah. is actually he left at 4 o'clock today. He's going to see all 3 of them tonight. Like one by one. Oh, by one. that's going to be awesome. Yeah, and uh 
I'm so excited. I, I didn't think I would love this series so much. That's the definition of a perfect blockbuster. It has action. It has heart. It has social commentary. It's amazing. I'm so excited for the third uh, one. The 2017 version of that is actually the perfect red box. What? Instead of the perfect blockbuster. The per- no. Yeah. Go to the movies. Go, go the to the movies. Box. Go to the movies, man. That's the Support way. That's the, the way you see movies. Don't go to Redbox and watch it on your like little laptop. Jeez. Go to Blockbuster. Self. I'll go to Blockbuster. But, uh, whatever. No, I'm excited for that movie. Uh, this year has been awesome for movies. Get Out was fantastic. Loved it. Get Out was great. Uh, Loved that too. Get Out. Yeah. What do you think about oh, Dunkirk? <laughs> I'm pretty excited about Dunkirk. Dunkirk. Coming yeah, up. I'm no one guy. And it's the first movie under two hours. Really? His first movie. Yeah, he's. It's like an hour fifty. We're hour 45, which Ooh. I'm good about. Oh, I'm really good about that. God, I can't see when they go over two hours. Anything. Anything no, at all. Yeah, Everything is over two hours now. That's seems. my biggest problem with movies now. It's just like we have to do a story in two hours and 45 minutes. No, like we're the one hour and 30 minute comedy. Like, or it's just stories. Just yeah. like get me in and out. Well, Tony, it's been it's been a joy. We're, it's been we're fun. pushed up against the time here, but I get it. We need more though. We need more. Oh, we we'll get more? more. We'll sprinkle you in more, uh, you know, whenever you're this available. Summer, man. Yeah, I know I you're just, busy. I just want to say uh Congrats to Dak Prescott for winning the break. Yes. Oh, yeah. I love you, Dak. That was awesome. I'm glad he won. And uh, I'm kind of, as a Spurs fan, I'm a Spurs fan. I'm really excited, and this is weird to be excited as a Spurs. Melo might be going to the Rockets. Finally, the NBA isn't going to just be lopsided. I want to see more super team. I want to see someone take down Golden State because it's getting fucking boring. Dude. The NBA is getting so boring. It's boring. It's, it's, it's boring. It's, we it's irrelevant. Wait, we wait for the playoffs, boring. and then the playoffs happen, and then, oh, it's poop. will Boston beat Cleveland? No, they won't. And then no, will Cleveland won't. beat Golden State? No, they won't. No, they and won't. I just want someone to take down Golden State. Like, it's great. I love you, Kevin Durant. You're great. Steph Curry, you're great. But, like, be like the NFL where parody. every year we anything can happen. We need some parody. I just love you flexing your NBA muscle right now. I, man. Gosh, I, that, dude, that I just miss, gets me kind of going. As a Spurs fan, even as a Spurs fan, I just love being a Spurs fan where you're like, oh, I don't know if we're going to make it this round. That's what makes sports great. No doubt. Is if you think you're going to win every game, you're just like, great, cool. Like, I love game sevens. I miss the buzzer beaters. Like, cool, they, they beat them by 30 points Yeah, yeah. in yeah, the yeah. finals. Great. No, I'm like, with you. Well, thank you. Yeah. yeah, no, we're, we're going to have to get you on. And you we'll heard it here first. Time to see us reporting it. Mellow to Houston. Mellow to Houston. Mellow to Houston, baby. We'll I want it to happen. Mellow, Harden, and Chris Chris Paul, baby. Well, we'll be there to check out uh, your stuff at Hyenas, Tony. Yeah. We'll definitely so, show uh, up. It'll be fun. Tony Casillas 37, follow me. Send me a message. First 10 people, I will get you tickets. Sweet. Cool. There but he not is. before us, though. We get them first. Not before us. Yeah. We get them first. We're get back in line. That's a wrap. Episode number 23 of Nosebleed Seats to show everyone can afford to listen to. We've talked a lot about Floyd and Connor. We'll have more of that coming up. We'll go through the ESPYs next week as well. We had Tony Casillas on. Thank you very, very much, Tony, Thank you. for joining us. Thank you to our social media team, Susanna and Deja. And make sure to check out our website, nosebleeds.com. Follow us on social media and subscribe on iTunes, baby. On behalf of Eric Chiafalo, producer Bab, I'm Zach Wolchuk. Hugs and hand pounds, everybody. Come poised. Your ass would get eaten like a little freaking deer 